0: Thanks to those joining me live. And to those that be joining me, Chief Funky and Sonteo over here. Let's check it out, man. Once again, the Three Musketeers in full effect. You know what I mean? Like We're, we're, we're coming back out of here. Uh, I want to thank you guys for joining me. Everyone tune in to the Wednesday, July 22nd edition of Hispanics Causing Panic. Here on D-Style Boxing Live and those listening on, on archive and on demand on the Leave It in the Ring network. By the way, speaking of Leave It in the Ring, go ahead and subscribe to the channel and check out their latest interview with the uh, Clay Collard. All right. Make sure you guys go ahead and check that and, and, and catch some live and that whole, all the stuff. I'm hearing myself, but that's because I had it on the laptop over here. All right. Make sure you throw a jab as you come in. Right, even if you're listening on archive, you throw a jab at the like button, make sure that like button turns blue. Let's get that shit to over 40 likes. I believe in you guys. I know you can do it. I know it's possible. Okay. What's going on? I'll leave it ring. I'll read on here. He says que pasa locos, he said. Man, look, man, we're gonna go over the top rank um fights from yesterday, at least the top two ones. Edgar Berlanga, uh, the New Yorker, Puerto Rican fighter, 14 and zero, fourteen 14 knockouts, all knockouts. On in the first round, right, and what he could do next. Oscar Valdez wins by tenth round knockout over Jason Velez. We're going to overall grade the top ranked boxing cards. Also, Virgil Ortiz fight on the twenty fourth against uh, Samuel Vargas. Showtime card has been released along with PBC. We're excited about that. We're going to be talking about some of the fights that we like and that, that hopefully COVID doesn't cancel on us, you know, but we will see how that one goes. Andy Reese, Chris Aurelio, we didn't get to get to that uh, last week on that fire show, but hopefully we can get to talking about that. With that said, Edgar Berlanga, AG hey, Funky, tell me, man, what you think, another first-round knockout of this kid.
1: Wow, that's all I can say. I mean, fourteen fights, fourteen first round KOs. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a pretty tremendous feat. uh, You know, early in the career of this kid, Um, you know, he's got the makings of a star. Um, We know that um, you know historically, whenever there's a a a sensational Puerto Rican fighter out there, man, he gets a lot of support from his gente. You know, so um, that's always great for the sport, man. Um, that's always good. And, um, he's, he's starting to make a lot of noise, man. He finally got himself on national TV. Um, you know, he was on at a time where there's no other boxing going on. So, you know, all the boxing heads are watching right now. They got a chance to throw him on there and the kid delivers man. And that's what I like, man. I like to see that from guys who have a reputation of doing certain things. And then once they get out there, sometimes you see they kind of fall flat or they kind of just, you know, don't live up to the expectations. Uh, everybody was expecting another first round knockout here. The pressure was on and he went out there and he got it done, man. And uh, I, yeah. you know, I, I liked the way he did it, man. I, you know, I thought he set it up brilliantly. Um, once he got the dude hurt, jumped right on him, saw he was hurt. And, uh, I mean, the way the technique and the the, the way he delivers those shots, man, was, a, was beautiful. Um, I like the kid. I'm definitely going to keep my eye on him from here on out, man. And um, I'm excited, man. It's always, like I said, it's always good to have the Puerto Rican fighters uh, out there doing good things because, um, you know, they're great boxing fans, man. So that's always good for the sport, man, and I like it.
0: Absolutely, and Sonteo, what you think of his performance, man? I mean, one round. You know what's funny is how they played. They're like, let's, let's do the replay. Let's just play the whole fight, and that's what they did.
2: <laughs> uh, I've been hearing about him for a while, uh, for over a year. He's been on my radar, 14-0, um, 14 knockouts. Um, my concern is, and I know people aren't going to like this, Um is that they're all first rounds. And I know people say fights are one in the gym. And you know if he's getting good sparring, then he's getting de- the development there. But um, I don't know. There's something about being under the lights and getting used to going rounds in a live fight. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about him. Um, so he's with the right team. He's with top rank. And uh, I guess, like G. Funky said, I, I guess he's Puerto Rican, and he might be from New Jersey or New York. So... Those are, all, those are all good assets uh, to have in order to be a superstar. Um, whenever I hear something of like that, 14-0, 14 knockouts, I, uh, I always think of Fernando Vargas, and I always think of his career, and I always think of, uh, you know, had we, had he just been dragged out a little bit longer and let, let him get into his man strength before he uh, got thrown in there with killers like uh, Tito and uh, winky ride and those guys that he might have had a longer career um when it comes down to it i uh, i'm a huge boxing fan but i'm also i'm i'm also into uh, the backstories and i'm also into having uh boxers in it to create revenue for not only their families but their children's families and stuff like that so good for him. Um, I'm happy. I'm, like I said, he's with the right team. He's with top rank. Uh, he, he's, he's, I got nothing but good things to say about him. He's been on my radar for a while.
0: Look, man, out of New York, Puerto Rican fighter, 168 pounds, super middleweight. And let me say this, you know, a fighter that they could put him in there against, and the first thing I thought about was, and I could always be wrong about this, but I said, you're going to put him in there with Clay Collard. That, that's what they're setting him up for. And, and that's the first thing I thought about. It's actually a good fighter to put him in against at this juncture, you know, and, and that's what I'm thinking. Because they had them fight each other, not that too many days, just a week apart, you know. So same weight class, and I'm wondering why did they give Kate Collard such an easy touch, and then I'm seeing this kid who, by the way, is getting easy touches too. All right, and I'm thinking this is a fight that they can make. It's a fight top rank can put as a main event. So that that's what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? But we will see. I think he knocks Collard out. I don't know if he does it in the first round, but I know I know he stops him as long as the fight is at least a third or fourth round stoppage, I think. But uh, some concerns. So there's the one Sontil just mentioned, which was he's not getting rounds in. That's number one, right? Pun intended. Uh, But but number two, which he's never seen, apparently, second round. You know, if if a guy can survive, like two things. When he runs into that guy and it's going to happen, where he gives him his best shot and doesn't go anywhere. Like, okay, I'm not going to knock this dude out. Because to your point, how is he going to react to that? Right? So that's a concern. But another one is... I'm looking through the guy's record. And while, look, I'm not trying to diminish the 14 and, oh, you know, 14 knockouts, 14 knockouts in the first round. I'm not trying to diminish that. But as a picky boxing fan, as a hardcore, right, I'm going to go back and I'm going to look at your resume, bro. I'm going to, like, like, I'm going to look at the guys you've knocked out. And he hasn't really knocked out somebody that you could say to, you, man, Woo! I, I cannot picture that dude getting knocked out. I haven't seen that. You know, maybe not in the first, but a lot of his opponents have been knocked out before. You know, it's funny,
2: it's funny that you say that because yep. minutes before we got on, I did the same thing. I jumped on Boxrec and I looked at and I looked, and the red flag was uh, two of those fighters that he knocked out in the very beginning were Mex- were in Mexico, and two of them were pro debuting, and his fourth one was in the U.S. And he was also debuting so 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 yeah they are first round knockouts but I'm, I'm just like you I'm hardcore and sometimes sometimes just doing a little bit of research right will, will, will tell you something
0: yeah Hey, Sonteo, you, you might have to drop off and come back on your audio's a little choppy sound okay. a little choppy there right but just go ahead and jump back on no problem All All right. right those
1: are those are great points that you guys are making yeah. too i mean uh I mean it's impressive. As far as, you know, who he's been in there with, you know, because, I mean, we've seen guys that come out of the gate that get fed uh, guys who they're supposed to be, you know, and and they go on to get the W. But, I mean, all first round knockouts, I mean, it's impressive, but, you know, as as they start to uh, get him in there with guys who are a much better uh, competition. Um, we'll see that. I mean, he's, he's not going to be knocking everybody on the first round. That's just, (laughs) that's just not going to happen. And, and if they feed him or if they, if they give him collard, right. I think he does stop collard, but man, I think that's a war because that dude, he comes to fight, man. Clay collard, he might not be the most skilled guy, the most fundamentally sound type of dude, but he said it himself. He goes, you know, I go in there. I try to, I try to just outwill my opponent. You know, I try to outwork him so i think that's gonna be a slugfest man but i do think that this kid gets him out of there man but man that'll be exciting to see
0: look chief i agree it would be a good fight to look 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 um look forward to you know what i mean shout out to tone brown on here how's it going bro and a rod to saludos raza yeah man look I'm impressed with, like, of course, who's not impressed? Like, 14 straight fights, 14 knockouts, and all in the first round. And it'll be, it will be interesting. Like, that Clay Collar fight's going to be, there's going to be several levels to it. Like, ding, ding, the bell rings. Can Clay Collar get out of the first round? Right. That's going to be number one. Because if he can get out of the first round, he's got something already. Like, hey, I got out of the first round. You know what I mean? And then the next thing is, can, can Clay Collar make the distance? Like, if it's a six round fight, can he make it to the six? And then the question really be, after the third, fourth round, can Clay her pull this off? Because if the kid doesn't knock him out, Clay Collar at some point is going hit him back. So we might even find out if the kid himself can take a punch, bro. Because I don't want to, like, be, like, this is not all punchers, dude. But a lot of punchers end up being chinny, all right? Just throughout history. You know, because there's been guys like this that come out, they're knocking everybody out. like. Pajaro Moreno, his first 29 wins were like by knockout, you know? But then, like, all his losses were by knockout, too. Look at, um, you know, just Julian Jackson, bro, you know, monster puncher, you know? And I'm not trying to compare him to those guys. He's not there yet. He's a prospect. But what I'm saying is they end up being chinny. So if he doesn't knock Clay Collard out in the first round, Clay Collard at some point is going to punch him in the chin. I'm going to find out, like, you never know. Like, Clay Collar might win that fight. And if he wins that fight, that would be crazy, bro.
1: That would be insane, yeah. Um, but you know what? The thing is this. If the kid goes in there, you know, believes in his power, which he should. You know, he's got a great reason, too. But like you said, guys who have power sometimes often are chinny or sometimes get knocked out. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with them being so confident in their power. They're willing to let their hands go. We know you're in there. You, you step it up in competition. You start letting your hands go. There's going to be guys going to be able to slip punches in between those shots, and uh, we all know that it's the one that you don't see coming that connects. That's always the one that's going to hurt you, man. So he's he's going to have to. You know, I mean, it's great what he's doing right now. 14 and 0, all by first round KO, but. You know, you still got to be working on things in the gym. You're not gonna knock everybody out. So I do hope that he gets that Collard fight because I think that he will give him some good work, and Collard I believe will hit you, hit him with something. You know, um, so we we'll see if he can take a punch or not in that fight.
0: Well, and that's what I'm I want to see now. Him, who never know, he might knock him out in the first, and we're back to square one. But but you know, which would be amazing if you can get there. You know, so hey. By all means, we'll, we'll see where he goes from here, man. Shout out to him. And, and something like leaving the Ring says, well, Clay isn't bound to top rank. He's a free agent, so I think they are now looking for more money fights. Well, no doubt about that, but if top rank offers him um, a good amount of money to fight this kid, it's an intriguing matchup. Okay, I think it could be a headline on ESPN, you know, and it's a fight I believe people will look forward to. Because Clay Collar's been hot. He's 4-0 this year. This kid has a knockout streak. It's a fight they can make. And if you're top rank, I mean, you want one of your prospects to beat Collar. You know what I mean? Because he's a prospect killer. And you want one of your dudes to take like, – you know what I mean? They don't want him to go back to MMA and, like, no one ever beat him. Like, you know, they, they do want that W at some point. That's the way I see it. That's my opinion on that. Now, moving on, moving on to this. And Tom Brown already said it. But we're going to talk about it. Chief Funky. Oscar Valdez, bro. Was getting slapped around, bro. By Jason Velez. He was getting slapped around. This dude was getting slapped around, bro. Face all red already shit. look, like a dude like pissed off his dad. He was getting slapped around that fight. He was getting boxed look confused, has an identity crisis on his hands, doesn't know what he is. Is he a patient fighter that's going to wait to counter? Is he going to get aggressive? He he just doesn't know, bro. He's lost, okay? He's a lost dude, and he looks, man, let me tell you something. When you look at him, you see Valdez. When Burchelt looks at him, dude, Burchelt sees like a nice meal, bro. That's what he sees, right? (laughs) He's got the knife and the fork, and he's ready to carve up by Liz, bro. He's going to carve him up, bro. that fight's anywhere near November, you know it's it's going to happen, because that's Thanksgiving time, okay? He's going to carve that dude up like a turkey, bro. He's food for Brichelle. That's what he is. It's like top rank's holding him up, and he's just tossing him at Brichelle, bro. Nah, like, you know, what I mean, he's ready to eat that dude alive, bro. What's going on to Funky? What happened to your boy? He struggled. He looked weak. He looked like food. He has an identity crisis in the ring. Talk to me,
1: man. Let me tell you something. You change your mind, right? right. Tell, me me you tell, you your mind,
0: tell me you change your mind. G funky. Nah, tell me you change your mind. The light
1: G funk stands on his square like a man. All right. And I'm here to tell you something, man. I'm going to have to get in my Hulk Hogan. Let me tell you something, brother. All right? <laughs> I don't know what you guys are seeing here, man. I didn't see much of a struggle. What I seen was a kid who's trying to adapt to a coach that's trying to turn him into something that he's not. That's what I've seen. I believe this was the fourth fight that uh, Valdez has had under the Reynosa camp. And I, this is just my opinion. I don't think it's working out, man. I don't think it's working out what they're trying to make him into. Um, this guy has no business moving around the ring like that. I mean, he's he's trying to outbox a guy who's much taller, much has a much longer reach than him. Like, I don't understand that. I have, I really have no idea. And I mean, I mean, the game plan was just all fucked up. I mean, they had him out there moving around the ring, trying to stay on the outside. When if these guys did their homework, Renoso—that is his trainer—they just—they need to make a game plan. Like they should know that this dude can't fight on the inside, man. Either he can't fight on the inside, or he just don't like it on the inside. And once Valdez got there, the fight changed dramatically, in my opinion. I felt like once he got close to to Valdez, he got in there, and he started to hurt this dude to the body with left hooks. Started hurting him up top left. Hooks, we saw him, he dropped him three times, stopped him. I mean, I don't understand what you guys are seeing here. I don't understand it. I mean the guy knocked him out. This guy and this guy is known for giving guys hard fights. He's he's fought guys like Ronnie Rios, he's fought guys like Ryan Garcia, uh Joseph Diaz. All these dudes, man. He's giving them hard times, man. This guy is no easy guy. He wasn't in there fighting some fucking dumpster truck juice like your boy Brichotte was last time. So, yo, guy, 13 yo. losses, bro. This guy, that, that is dumpster juice, bro. That's not even man, garbage. Uh, he
0: that, that that, 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 that that was a that he was bottom, hungry, bro. Was is, a hungry right? journeyman, bro. He was a hungry journeyman like Rocky, bro. He prepared for that fight. Okay, he prepared for that fight like, like <laughs> Rocky did for Apollo Creed because he knew that was a fight of his life. All right, and Bruce He played with him. That
1: dude was so out of shape but, and but, so but, soft, we, we man. That Burchell, buddy?
0: We already talked hey. about the fight. Let's talk about your boy's fight. First of all, like it's cool all red, bro. Oh. Hey, like, I don't know. He wanted to be right? like Canelo so bad he let himself get hit so he could look red or what? Is that, is that what it was?
1: Well, no, Valdez. He, you know, he marks up easy, man. He marks up easy. Oh, that's what it is. And you know what? Again, Timothy Bradley pointed this out because they were going to commercial a lot during the rounds. But you know, he's saying that nobody's nobody's putting the swell on that eye. Nobody's taking care of the eye when it started to get a little red and a little bit swollen. So, you know, Man, let me tell you something, said, T-fuck, again, T-fuck. again, Reynosa, again, messing up in the corner. Bro, right? let
0: me tell you something. You could like Valdez, you could you could you could put with Reynosa would have gotten this dude out of there, bro. Okay, he wouldn't need no, no Answell. Well. You know why he didn't go with the Answell? Well? Because he said, we, we don't need this Answell. Well. Like, you're going to beat this dude easy. And it wasn't that easy, was it, G-Funky? He was getting slapped around, and he went life and death with the That's oh, what happened. He life went life, and, life death. and death. He went <laughs> life and death. Okay, look, they God, He worked there for about four or five rounds. He was going life and death. Oh, he was getting hit goodness. to the body. He was getting countered upstairs. Uh, You know, per, the top-ranked team is trying to pump him up. It's Valdez night, right? It wasn't ladies' night, it was Valdez night, right? And and they're trying to do everything they can, right? So wasn't Timothy Bradley doing everything he could to pump up Valdez? Like he even he, he even resorted to saying, Oh, I know what Valdez is doing, he's trying to set him up, right? That's What's going stupid. on? Let me just read this before I go to you. Let me read this uh, super chat real quick from Big Dog Willie. How's it going? By the way, shout out to BFTB, René Box Young, and leave it in the ring in the house. Big dog Willie says. My Spanish bros, what's up? Dream Balte Wauchway Khan versus Hearns. Oh my god, that's a nightmare for Khan. Better chin, Hagler, or Khan? Are you kidding me, bro? These two questions are difficult to take, so take your time. I will say it right now. Khan has the best chin for anyone who wants to see a knockout. Okay, that's what I'll say. But Sonteo, man, what you think of the performance, bro? What you think of the performance from Valdez?
2: Did Valdez not fight Adam Blue Nose Lopez before quarantine and get knocked down? Mm-hmm. I think the writing's on the wall. I think I think I think he shouldn't have got knocked down by, by Blue Nose. Uh, yeah, I mean we we can only give him a pass for that four fight with Eddie Reynoso getting acclimated so long. If the if the if the dude is having a hard time being in between being a boxer and being a brawler and going back to being a brawler. I mean, look at look at Martinez. Look at Martinez. That's with Reynoso. That dude don't. That 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 dude's never gonna box. That dude's in and out. And he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna al tu por tu, A ver quien es mas macho. Let's go. So so maybe, maybe Reynoso just needs to say, you know what? I'm gonna let this dog be what he is instead of trying to let him let him box and try to be more like Canelo. I I don't, I, uh, I mean it is what it is jet out bro hey,
0: Chief, Funk, just respond to this for me real quick can you <laughs> yeah. on, bro. He's, he's getting ready bro they're gonna carve his ass up bro i'm telling you he's food bro he's food like there's no way you could come out of watching that no way you, you say it that oh i, I thought it was a 50 50 fight and then i saw brichelle against this balance dude and now i'm convinced that Valdez knocks him out. I don't know what you were saying, but you know, you don't think he knocks him out, do you? Do you think he wins the decision, maybe? But let me tell you something, man. Rich knock him out, bro. It's not it's not even a hard fight to call, to be honest with you. It's not that hard fight.
1: I don't see that. I disagree with that. I think that right now, I'm gonna say it right now. Live on Hispanics causing panic, man. Valdez, I think he's gonna be a nightmare for this guy, man. I really do. Because one thing I noticed with Brichel is this. Yeah, he's tough. Yeah, he throws a lot of punches and things like that. But the guy throws a lot of wide shots. Not only that, he don't like it to the body. He's been hurt several times at the body by guys, especially uh, a Francisco Vargas, who hurt him multiple times when he fought him to the body.
0: Man, he beat the shit out of he gets, Vargas. He gets,
1: he gets clipped an awful lot by guys that are less, far less sharp. Valdez, he,
0: he, he ended Vargas, bro. What do you mean?
1: Let me tell you something, man. Valdez, man, that boy is so sharp with them shots, man. He's so crisp. He's like a extra crispy, bro, like a bucket of KFC. He's going to be feeding. He's going to be yeah. feeding Burchell them left hooks hook. all night, baby. All he night. Is,
0: hold on. He is a bucket of KFC, g Uh
1: yeah, yeah, you're
0: right. Okay. Them, them
1: shots are crispy, baby, crispy. Let me tell you, you so He's going to be
0: eating that dude, bro. It's the right – like – like uh, something else said, man, the writing's on the wall, bro. Yeah.
1: I don't, You know, I don't see that as a bad thing, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Adam Lopez, you know, he's a good fighter, man. He has, he's a good amateur. He's a tough kid in the ring. We saw him, and he's, he's he's a damn good fighter, man. And so was Valdez. Uh, uh, Velez. I mean, again, who's your boy fighting, man? Dumpster drug. Dumpster juice, bro. He's not even the trash that's in the dumpster. He's the, the juice that runs at the bottom of the dumpster. No, that's I mean, LSR Veliz- You bro, don't all think- right?
0: Garbage. You don't speak. You don't speak about the king of the 130 pound division that way, bro. Okay, he's the best fighter in that division, All right. And when he beats your boys, and it, like it's gonna be another spike, bro, an- another hit on a spike. That's it. It's food, bro. I'm telling you. But like, Brichel's laughing at shocked.
2: you. Right now,
1: Y'all gonna be shocked when we come out here and do a post fight after that fight, man. I'm telling you, Valdez is gonna take it. That boy is man. too crispy, too crispy for him, man. I'm saying it right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, Renee Box Young, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's quite sharp. Uh, the hooks are no joke. Dude, he was struggling against Veil as You guys have dreamed he's going to beat shell, bro. Like I just don't understand. He, he, he went laughing death with the dude. He was struggling, bro. He looked confused and shit. <laughs> like, he did. You can't, like, let me tell you something, man. Knock it. First of all, that was not a low blow, by the way. Okay, Tony Week said that belt line around right there was okay. No, was that a low blow, G Funky? Be a man, admit that was not a low blow. Can you admit that? The one, the one that they took the
1: point away on was right. borderline. That one was borderline. But he he had hit Valdez at least three times low before that man in the fight.
0: Well, he's hitting, he's hitting oh. the body, bro. He's going at the body. I don't think – he wasn't, like, hitting him in the balls or, like, low in the hips or anything. There were borderline shots involved. this had his borderline shots, too. But then the dude starts complaining to the ref, bro. Is that hey. going to help him against like Rochelle? Like, oh, like, when he does this, well, what do you do that for? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Hey, he's, getting, at he's, all
1: he's getting hit low, man. You know, he got hit low about four times. So, you know.
0: Bro, he – you know, like, in the NBA when, like, they sell the fouls? That's what he did. He, he did that to get a point taken away from Velez, bro.
1: <laughs> I don't think so, man. What do you I call
0: mean, that in basketball when you do that shit? Flop. <laughs> yeah, flop. He flopped to get a point taken away, bro.
1: Here, and then here's... that
0: discouraged Velez from hitting the body because he was because you're talking about Brachel taking not taking a while well to the body. Well, he knew it was, he wasn't taking a while well from let's do it at all, bro. Velez was hitting that body hard. Okay, he was getting with some good shots. All right. He was complaining to the ref about it. He flops to get a point taken away. And then that wasn't a knockout. Come on. He got to continue, dude. He wasn't that hurt.
1: Uh, He would have got dropped again and they would have stopped it anyway. But here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I want to say. We do have some common ground here. I'm going to say this. I think that if he fights that same way, trying to move around the ring, I mean, that was just a lot of wasted movement, I think, from Valdez. If he fights that way against Rochelle, he probably will lose. So... Reynosa got to realize, man, that he's got to let this guy be who he is, man. He's going to have to be offensive against Burchell because Burchell's going to give him opportunities, man. The guy gets wild at times. He leaves his shit in the air when when they're in exchanges. He don't like it on the inside either. And we know Valdez is much better on the inside, so he's uh, got to get on the inside of his reach, and he's gonna rip shots, man. Who, who, That's what who I told
0: think. you that. Who told you that? Rashad doesn't like it on the inside. Who told you that? You found?
1: these two eyes right here, man. I went back and watched him last night. I'm telling you, he don't like it oh, on just, he, the inside. The same
0: likes, eyes I didn't he, see like Valdez. He likes mid bro. bro. He's like
1: he's like this, bro, with his chin in the air, you know. Ah, oh, dude,
0: <laughs> let me tell you something, bro. Dude grew up in Mexican gyms. He'll be all right on the inside, okay? look, man, look, look. At the end of the day is just too much for him, man. I gotta be honest. All right? He's too small for Burchal. That's number one, bro. Okay. Th- those shots are gonna feel heavy as hell. And that's just the way I see it. But I want to ask you something. Reynoso. Is he a good fit for Valdez? Or, you know, should he go back to Manny Robles? Like, well, what do you think he should do, bro? Like, you think he should just stick, you know, just stick with what he has now?
2: Uh um. I, I started this conversation with you on Twitter and I said there's a lot of there's a lot of areas that a trainer um, can be judged on uh, uh, the sparring that he can bring to the table to a fighter the quality of sparring the uh, corner work what can can you be that coach in the corner with direct instruction um, the mentor the coach there's there's a lot of areas that uh, Reynoso Reynoso has uh, has uh, shown me that in the corner with canelo he can be he, he he can give clear instruction and he can stick to a game plan and he can he can um be the biggest cheerleader and, and 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 help canelo do what he needs to do um so i did he do that last night yeah the verdict you know it's here and there um but um i don't know who's Oscar about getting in sparring you know the, the we know reynoso's out here in san diego we know San Diego doesn't have the quality of opponents that Los Angeles has. Um, so I know sometimes the people from LA are willing to come down to San Diego, but I'm, I'm, I'm from San Diego. So I know uh, the level of competition, Ryan Garcia gets in sparring. I know the level of competition Canelo gets out here. So, I, I, I you know, can, one thing that quarantine put out there, uh, we got a lot of uh, insight into trainers uh, offices and we got, we got a, we got a lot of information that we usually we didn't have the privilege of seeing. And one time somebody went live with Eddie Reynolds, and Eddie Reynolds was sitting in his office and they asked him what he was doing. This was after like 10-15 minutes. They said, What you got going on today? And he says, I'm studying uh, fighters at 168. I'm fighting. He says, I got 10 fighters and I'm looking at all the fighters that are in the top 10. Um, so that I can so that I can have the best judgment of what fights to move forward with with my fighters. So that impressed me. That let me know that he takes his job seriously. I already knew that he took his job seriously. I mean, what he's done with Canelo is already Hall of Fame caliber. But the fact that he was doing that for Martinez, the fact that he was doing that for Valdez, the fact that he was doing that for Ryan, uh, just let me know. It just reinstated uh, uh, why he is uh, a world-class trainer. Yep. Um,
0: I just, you know, sometimes a trainer, regardless of anything, could be good with certain fighters. Sometimes it doesn't work out with others, right? So I'm wondering if this is a match that isn't working. And one thing, you know, and I look, I have the receipts, okay? But I was tweeting out, like, man, it just seemed to me like Valdez is trying to fight like Canelo. That's like a feeling I got, you know? And, And then Timothy Bradley brought it up. Like, well, what is he trying to be? Canelo? is trying to train him like Canelo. And, and Bradley was really going in on, you know, and I don't know if it's true or not. It's just Bradley's kind of like saying, you know, you got to be ready, you know, for, for these fights and and do your research. And I don't think they did that. And who knows if they did or they didn't. Maybe Valdez just isn't that good. And G-Funk just has to kind of accept it. You know what I mean? But um, at the end of the day, you know, Reynoso, we're going to see because he's getting a lot of world-class fighters under his belt. I don't know if is going to stay with him because I kind of heard that Neri went and left, but I, I don't know. There's a lot of reports, but I do believe Neri's there, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think, you know, he's got Andy Ruiz and they're calling it, you know, Canelo team and all that. Ryan Garcia's over there. So we're going to see. We can't judge Reynoso off of one fight, but I will say, man, now this came from a translation. Osuna, but, but he said that Reynoso was telling him to, to be patient. You know what I mean? He was telling him to be patient at a time where I don't think being patient was what he was supposed to do. What he did in the last two, three rounds, what he, what he was supposed to do and would want him to fight. So that's what's that, you know, so he kind of went back to the old Valdez, but Hey, hey, 88 sports talk. How's it going? Well, to be honest, it's, uh, Valdez train is the reason I'm picking Burchard to beat Valdez. All right. And uh, 92 Acoustic, damn. Shout out to the Charlos, Lions only. We're definitely going to talk about that. Chief Funky, any final thoughts on your boy, Reynoso, bro?
1: Yeah. Um, like, I, I, I've already said it, man. I think that they're like oil and water, man. They just don't mix. Um, I don't think that the Canelo style is what, it's best for valdez valdez he's, a, he's he's a guy who likes to let his hands go you know he's not this uh one counter shot guy move out of the way type dude like they were like he was trying to be and um you know i i think it would best suit him to just move on to another trainer um i was I, i'm thinking to myself probably robert garcia would be the best fit for him i think they uh he would probably uh, capitalize more on the offensive side of things with Valdez. Cause I mean, I mean, we got to admit Valdez, he can throw just about every punch in the book. He can hit you with just about every punch in the book. Um, but this guy Reynoso is trying to make him put his hands in his pocket and throw one punch at a time, you know, and that's just not going to cut it against a guy like Rochelle. So, I mean, this is just me. I mean, I would go with Robert Garcia. I feel like he would get him ready for a fight against Rochelle. He would be more prepared. I think, um, but if he goes back, like like you said, D-Style, that's what he had to do. The second half of the fight, he went back to being Valdez, the Valdez that we know, and we saw the results, man. He kicked his ass the rest of the fight. So, um, you know, I think that that would be best for him, man. If he comes in there fighting, trying to move around the ring and things like that, he's he's not going to beat Burchelt that way, man. He's going to have mm-hmm. to fight fire with fire, and he knows that. I listened to a post-fight interview um, today and he said, you know, I know it's going to be a war. I know he's going to come to fight. I know I got to fight him. And and that's what I'm going to prepare to do. He says, I, I want my belt. I've been dreaming about that belt. I want it. He's hungry. So he understands what he's got to do. I think he's going to go in there and he's going he's gonna to get close to this dude and he's going to try to go to war with him. He has to, man. On the outside, it's not going to be good for him. But I don't know, man. Personally, I don't think Reynoso Reynoso is as good as most people think. I think he's overrated as a coach. He's done great things with Canelo. I mean, I'll give him that. But other than that, I haven't really seen much. You know, I mean, Ruiz is really the wild card. We'll see how he does with Ruiz because we know that he's a guy who's not very disciplined, (laughs) you know. So we'll see what he does with Ruiz. And I'm sure we'll talk about Ruiz a little bit later. But that's my thoughts, man. I just don't think it's a good relationship, man.
0: Look at the love handles right there. Look, look at that. That dude's going go Ruiz to the buffet, bro. Okay, it's going to happen. But but in all seriousness, um, a couple things. Do you can get customado out of the grave, bro, to train Valdez, bro? He ain't going to beat Burchelt. Okay. He can have an all-star team, the best cup man, which he's going to need, by the way. I think Burchelt's going to have to loan his cup man to Valdez. Okay. He's going to need several cup men in that fight. It's going to be a long night for Valdez, maybe a short night, but whatever it is, I just want to tell you, bro, that Brachelle's going to win that fight. Like, I just – I don't know how much money the Valdez can't pay to you, bro, to come out here and bat from BG fucky, all right? But I'll match you, bro. How much did he give you?
1: <laughs> oh, man, I'm just going off of what I see, man. I just think that he's – if he if he goes back to the old Valdez, gets close – I just think his shots are a lot crisp, more crisp and more short than Burchell's. Right. And I think that they get there I always. That's that's just the way that I see fights, man. When I see a guy who's real short with his shots the way that uh, Valdez can be and how wide Burchell can be sometimes, I'm always going to go with a guy whose punch is going to get there quicker, man. And every time it's always going to be the, the guy with the shorter shots, man. So that's what I'm going off of, man. But I, I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it's going to be a war. And, yep. man, I cannot wait to see it, man. If I'm wrong, I will jump in my pool. And it's going to be when in no- November, so it's going to be cold out here. I will jump straight in this pool if I'm wrong. Fully
0: clothed. Right. <laughs> okay. BFTV says I think Burchell's going to stop about this if he stays where he's at. See, if he's going to jump, bro, and he's going to, like, slide, it's going to be, like, all ice and shit. right? I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, might be overrating to who has a beats night at 2.0. This is another hater, bro.
1: Hey, that's a great question. That's a great question. This guy's been fighting fucking dumpsters. You just said you
0: beat Marcus, bro. What else do you want? Like, like, who's your dude beat? Uh, dude?
1: Yeah, beat Scott, Scott Quigg. He beat Vales. He beat uh, Adam yeah. Lopez. All right.
0: Hey,
1: I mean, come on, man. Elazar Valenzuela? Who's this dude? I mean, this dude looked like he trained maybe one day for that fight. and went six rounds over Man, shelf, man. It was touching him. All right? That's dumpster juice, bro.
0: Man, yeah. let me tell you something, bro. I'm done slapping you around, Chief Funky, just like your boy was last night. But um, but with that said, hey, let's give an overall grade for top rank. All right, let's do that. Chief Funky, what grade do you give top rank overall the last two months? And uh, what's your good, bad, and ugly of the cards, bro? Of everything, last two months.
1: Well, I know the last time we did this, I gave him a C plus. So I'm going to bump it up and go B minus overall. Um, the bad was obviously a lot of the uh, the matchmaking. Um, a lot of the main events were just bad, bad, badly lopsided. Um, but the good is that we got a couple of upsets in the main events. Um mm-hmm. Who was it? The guy, um, the night night dude. I forget his name. The guy that brings a pillow to the ring. He got upset, yeah, by the Filipino guy he fought, and um, G Funk won a little money on Joshua Franco over uh, Maloney. You know, so <laughs> uh, it's always good to see upsets, man. Uh, that I think that does good for the sport, um, and uh, you know, I like the fact that, that guys were. Um, coming back to the bubble and, and fighting more than once. Like Robesio Ramirez came back, fought twice. Uh, Clay Collard came back to fight twice. Uh, Elvis Rodriguez, who fought last night, he fought twice on the bubble. I like it, man. These guys are saying, look, I'm in here. I'm getting easy work. I'm getting rid of these dudes early. Hey, let me come back. Let me come back and get some more work, you know? I like that when guys are active. I know, again, I know it's not the best competition, but you know what? I like when dudes stay busy. They try to stay sharp and things like that. So that's the good that i seen and the bad that i seen. And overall, I would give it a B-minus, man. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people were disappointed with it. But, hey, man, I'm a hardcore fan. I need my fix. It was there. I watched every single one. So, you know, I liked it, man. Here's to you, top rank. Thanks for giving us something when we had nothing, you know.
0: <laughs> man, a, 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 a B-minus, bro. Holy shit. Now, before I get to you, some shout-out to Trill Boxing Talk, a.k.a. Black Fight Fan TV. says, I used to love Oscar Valdez. The last fight i seen Valdez and he vacated everything Chippo taught him when it turned into a war. Miguel to bet motherfucker. And he was built for it. I got Bruchel. Oscar is white as fuck. There you go. All right, How about that, G-Funky? Uh, he's going to drink his beer. Look at that. With a American Last Chan. All right. But anyway, Sonte, and then thank you very much. I appreciate the support, bro. Um, thank you for that. And Sonteo, oh man, well, what grade do you give the top-ranked cards? And give me some good, bad, and ugly.
2: The the good thing is that they were putting fights on when nobody else was. So Bob Arum's relationship with ESPN came in at a perfect time. Why? We're in a pandemic. Group sports aren't going anywhere they're not doing anything we have no football we have no baseball we have nothing so the fact that Bob Arum and ESPN have this network deal he was able to get fighters um fights on ESPN we're uh, you know we're hardcore fans so we like the stars but we also like the contenders and we like the prospects so I think looking at it looking at it from a regular fan or a a casual fan, I think it's easy to say, well, you're giving me garbage, you know? But from a business standpoint, I like that that Top Rank kept its doors open and was giving these guys paychecks, you know? When nobody else was handing out paychecks, Golden Boy wasn't handing out paychecks, PBC was not handing out paychecks. For two months, these guys have brought in people like G-Funky just said, like Joshua Franco, from the opposite, from an opposite promotion, to try to get Andrew a title fight against Andrew Monone. That was an upset. So the the good thing is there was upsets. Um the ugly, I don't know, commentary. What else can I say? You know? is it's it's, it's it, they don't always have the best commentary. I wish I wish they had Christina Poncher on there before they had uh Timothy Bradley. You know, there's people out here with a lot of talent. And why do I need Tim Bradley telling me, you know? Just because he's the next fighter, nah, man. Keep it pushing. Bring on some people with talent that got interesting things to say. Um, so there's there's positive and there's negatives for the fact that they kept their doors open. People might not like it. I give them an A minus. right. What was the
0: score? What was that again?
2: I give you them an A minus. A-? Yeah.
0: All right. Okay. I'm gonna give them a. I'm gonna give him a C. This is gonna give them a C but it's still okay. I mean, let's be honest. It wasn't the best, you know, possible fights that they could have done for us. You know what I mean? They gave us some okay fights, but it wasn't anything crazy. You know, if we're honest. Um, some good fights, some bad fights, you know, some okay, some horrible ones, but I'm going to give them a C, you know, I'm, I'm glad he mentioned, cause look, first of all, the good, I think clay collar was a good part. Um, which is a good story. You know what I mean? Maybe a story we would have paid attention to if, if boxing were more active, you know, like before we had COVID, you know, so, and, and also gave guys and not that we're, wouldn't usually be on TV, an opportunity to be televised, you know, and be upper on the cards. I mean, this would, let's be honest. A lot of these would be dark matches and it wouldn't be on television. And they even came out and they, you know, they would admit that like, Oh, hey, these guys, they wouldn't usually be on TV. And, but the bad is the fact that that also opened it up for a lot of trash fights, you know, and there was some fights. I did see some guys in there that I understand. It's not a bodybuilding contest, but you just don't belong in the ring. Like you belong in a sofa with me watching the fight. Why are you in the ring? You know? Like it's, there was that dude that looked like a biker and the other guy that looked like he ate Andy Ruiz, like that dude, like the, 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 I couldn't believe what I was watching. And we're going to look like that, man. You better give me some good. You better be kicking some serious ass. If you're going to give me something like that. And are going to look like that? You know, so that's definitely the bad and the ugly. I agree with something. The, the commentary, man. The, the the commentary was one of the most horrible things. I, I mean, Timothy Bradley's bad, bro. Like, I'm sorry, he he's trying too hard. Is how I, it's the sense I get. The Valdez fight yesterday when it's calling Chief Funky's, you know, his his boys fight over here, right? First round, he's like, oh, he's just warming up, and yeah, Valdez, is just warming up, guys. Round two, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, you know, I know what Valdez is waiting for, but I, don't, I know he's doing some, you know, he's, he's setting something up. You know, third round, like, oh, I got it. He's trying to set him up for a big right hand, That's what he's trying to do. That's why Valdez is doing this. And then in the middle of the fight, he's scolding the guy. Like, how could he not prepare for this guy? I mean, this guy's easy, bro. This guy's like, uh, it's like nothing. You should beat this guy, no problem. I don't get it. Like, like, you're admitting to us that the dude's trash. Right? So, what are you telling me, Timothy Bradley, that you're giving us a fight that we should already know the outcome to? You know what I mean? I, I don't know, man. It's he's just trying too hard. It sounds like he's scolding the fighters. You know, like Timothy Bradley made mistakes in the ring all the time, bro. He got dropped by Holt and you know what I mean? Bramotnikov, you know, he he went like fucking life and death with him for real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that wasn't the most disciplined fight ever. Right? He wouldn't let his hands go in the third fight with Bradley, all right? He was he was doing flips in the second fight, okay, against Bradley. Like you know like you didn't have like the most perfect career ever and uh and by the way you don't need two boxers in there calling the fight it's like ward says something and Timothy Bradley tries to outdo him like no nah, no nah, what I think is happening is this like like why are you like he didn't say anything outrageous like what he said just made sense Bradley like chill but I, I do I do wish they would separate the guys go ahead chief funky
1: I, I agree. I think it's too much uh insider information for a lot of guys, you know, for especially for the casuals, you know. Because like you said, Ward will say something, you know, that's technical about the fight, or or a fighter, what are what they're doing in there, and then Bradley, yeah, yeah, Dre, you know, I agree one hundred percent, Dre, you know, when I'm in there, I'm doing this and I'm doing that, you know, and it's just I think it's just a little too too much information. Man, I think it just one analyst and then another uh, uh just a regular commentator i think that that's good man you know um just my opinion though i agree man i think that the commentary is it's just a little too much and not only that they're not there so that like it's kind of like the timing's kind of weird you know between the guys like i don't i don't know man it's just but you know that's just what we're dealing with with covid so um but yeah i agree with you guys man the commentator was not as good
0: it was not as good and i and i do you get what I mean, though, by, like, it sounds like Bradley scolding the guys? Like, like, I just feel like, dude, Bradley, it's not a – it's during the fight, bro. You know what I mean? Like, they're already in the ring fighting. You're not his coach. Like, you're over there like, what you got to do is you got to throw a left behind the right. Like, time them When it steps to the left, then you throw a hook. Like, what, what are you doing, bro? Like, you know what I mean? Like, first of all, they can't hear you because you're not there. You know what I mean? But I don't like it when commentators do that. Like you know what I mean? Like they're over, like Bradley. If you were that good, like you'd probably be in a corner, right? Wouldn't he be in a corner, like training some dudes? Wouldn't he have like his own gym, like like training world champions? If he was like that dude, like to give instructions and, and that. Maybe he can, but maybe that's what he should do instead. Because I do think it's like too much processing for casuals. You know? Like I get where he's coming from, but sometimes. I'll be honest. I just think that he's just saying it to say it. Like, like he'll be saying the guy's having a hard time when it really isn't or, you know, like I just, that's how I feel. Like the a fight, It was a little too preachy. I like said, was controlling the fight. Like he didn't really need your advice, you know? So uh, that's, that's my thoughts on that. So yeah. On some good news. Virgil Ortiz, before I get to that, this is the Wednesday, July 22nd edition of Hispanics Causing Panic, make sure you throw a jab at my like button. make sure that like does turn blue, shout out to Big Dog Willie and uh, Black Fight Fan TV for your donations to the channel, much appreciated, Sonteo Media, man, talks about Virgil Ortiz, Uh, he's going to be fighting uh, Samuel uh, Vargas on the 24th, but you know... I think it's refreshing now or it's going to be a non top rank card and you know just something that's not top rank. You know that we're going to get on the 24th, man. But What do you think of Virgil Ortiz, man on this Golden Boy card?
2: You guys are going to have to put a time limit on me because I could talk about Virgil Ortiz for like half an hour. Uh, All right. So it 15 and 0, 15 knockouts. Um, you know, out of Oak Cliff, Dallas, Texas. Uh, 106 180 amateur fights, you know, uh, Texas state champion, uh, just seven-time national champion, just ridiculous accolades in the amateurs, um, really only has 12 or 13 losses. I think that the the, the the record is actually inaccurate. I think he only lost 12 or 13 times in the amateurs. And those 12 or 13 losses, half of them, we're, you know, a lot of them were split decisions, but a lot of them are because this kid was built for pro fighting. He wasn't into this pitter patter stuff. And let me get some points on here so that I could win this amateur bout. No, this kid comes to fight. This kid comes to stop people. Even in the amateurs, he was stopping people. He had he had stopped like, I don't know, seven or eight guys until he ran into uh, uh Richardson Hitchenson. And then and, then, and then they got a and then they went to a decision. But he had already stopped like a whole bunch of guys. Um, he's with, uh, he, he started off with the Diaz brothers in Indio. The reason he started with Antonio Diaz was because they knew each other from the amateurs. He had already beat, Virgil actually beat several of Antonio's amateur fighters in these national tournaments. So when his dad approached him and said, you're going to turn pro, who do you want your, Head tra- his dad's always been his head trainer, but he said, Who do you want to train with? The natural uh, uh, decision for him was to go with Antonio. He knew him. He was comfortable with him. He had already fought his other guys. He saw him a lot in all these amateur fights, in all these amateur tournaments. So that's where they started. Um, after a couple years, uh, Virgil Sr., being his head trainer and training him since he was five years old, didn't like the style that his son's career was going. So he pulled the reins and said, Hey, I'm gonna take my son back, and uh, and 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 he's not fighting the style that I taught him. So uh, I'm gonna pull him. I'm gonna be his head trainer, and uh, and then the decision to move after 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 eight or nine pro fights, they they made a move to uh, Team RGBA with Robert Garcia and Riverside. So um, in his sparring at the Diaz gym in Indio, he got to fight people like Timothy Bradley. sparred. I'm pretty sure he's. Bob I'm not 100% sure, but I know he I know he sparred Lucas Matisse, and I know he sparred um, Thomas Dolorman. So already good sparring from a very young age. Now, with Robert, he's got the best sparring in the world with unified champion Jose Ramirez, WBO and WBC junior welterweight champion Jose Ramirez. He has uh, Josecito Lopez that he used in preparation for this fight. Jose no slouch We saw what he did with Thurman. Um, we saw what he did with Victor Ortiz. Broke his jaw. So um, he's got people like those two. He's got uh, he's he's been in there. The timing hasn't been right. He's been in there a few times with Mikey, but the timing isn't right, and uh, they're usually not in camp at the same time. But they have sparred, and he's helping. He's got he's got he's got Leo Ruiz, who was a 9 and old prospect from uh, the San Bernardino area. He's uh, getting work from uh, Jackson Martinez, who was a 135 pounder who uh, is about to fight on one of these PBC cards versus Roly Romero, Rolly's. Um So, I mean, like I said, uh, this, this, this kit is built for the long haul. Um, he trains seven days a week. When the quarantine hit, he flew back from Riverside back to Dallas, to, back to Grand Prairie. He was still running every day. He wasn't. He doesn't. He didn't have a heavy bag or a speed bag at home, but he was getting mitt work with his with his dad, and he was getting mitt work uh, with his uh, assistant trainer Hector Beltran, who uh, who is a um, who is uh, his assistant, who is, is is one of the assistants that he has. Like I said, I could talk about Virgil forever. This kid is phenomenal. This kid is the real deal. This kid is the fa- uh, uh, could possibly be the face of boxing for a very long time. Um, I'm glad him and uh, Errol uh, uh, buried the hatchet there were some a couple statements that were put out there on social media uh, that went back and forth but it looks like uh, Earl uh, said hey good luck in your fight I like what you're doing for the city and uh, Virgil replied uh, thanks I like what you're doing too so hopefully that squashed anything that was uh, going on on social media between them um, it's a great card uh, the main event is Virgil Ortiz the uh, they got Hector who who is nineteen and 0 from San Antonio, uh, fighting Mercito Gesta. Um, they got Hector Valdez, another guy that grew up in the Viveros Gym from Oak Cliff. Hector Valdez, who uh, who's twelve and 0 with eight knockouts. Uh, Sanisa Estrada's on the card. They got Evan Sanchez, who's from the Central Valley R G B A from Parlier. I can talk about this forever, guys. You guys, you guys got to put a muzzle on me because Virgil Ortiz is keep going, is, bro. Keep going. Is, is the man. That guy's the man. man. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's with Robert now. I mean, he, 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 he's, he's hurting, he's hurting elbows when he does knit work. This guy's a machine. This, you know, he, now he has help being with Robert helps, helps you, uh, not only get great sparring, but you get a lot of other trainers and there's a strength and conditioning coach in there that, that his, his brand is called Fight Force. His name is Charles Tremblay and he's helping Virgil. Uh, do strength and conditioning, and they're doing some top-of-the-line work, and he's also helping him with his recovery. And I think he's helping him with a little bit with his diet. So I think Charles shermi has been with Jose Ramirez for the last 10 years. And I think he's now helped Virgil in his last two or three fights. So um it's it's a world-class gym. You're not gonna get better sparring anywhere. So the fact that he's that that he's in there getting the sparring. He's ready to go. Well, the sad part is that I think he's going to get him out of there in one or two rounds. That he's not going to that he's not going to get five or six like he did against uh, Antonio Orozco. I think Antonio Orozco gave him. Well, I know Brad Solomon gave him five, and I think Orozco gave him six. And six, I'm, yeah. and, and 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 I think uh, just like we were talking about Edgar Berlanga,
0: he, he made I, Orozco yeah. bend the knee. Bro.
2: He made Orozco bend the knee. Yeah. So. Um, um, I'm 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 glad that he's headlining. He was scheduled to fight March 28th before this whole thing fought. He was was already sparring 10 rounds. He was in mid-March when this whole thing hit, you know, this COVID-19. All the gyms closed, no more sports. Uh, He was already in Riverside. He was only two or three weeks away from headlining his own show at the Forum in Inglewood, in Los Angeles. Uh, They had done a great job. Pricing tickets high and low so that you know so that so that they can get so that they can get a lot of people in there and get this faith get get him known. Um, I, I it's 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 amazing how all the fighters from LA go to Texas and how all the Texas fighters come to LA to get different exposure. I'm not a I'm not a marketing guy, but I I mean I can start I can I can put one and two together and I can see how. They try, it's it's between New York, Texas, and L.A. Those are the three biggest markets in the U.S. Um, I'm glad PBC went to Atlanta. That was a great move. Um, I'm glad yeah. uh, places like Oklahoma are opening up. I'm glad uh, there's a couple fights in Florida. But but L.A., Texas, uh, and New York are your biggest markets, and 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 that's how they're moving this kid. He's fought a lot in at the Velasco in L.A. He's fought a lot in Indio, but they're... He sold out his last fight, December thirteenth, here in India. So he was ready to 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 step up. He was let's get a venue in LA where we could get some get get sell some tickets. Unfortunately, this COVID nineteen COVID nineteen hit, and his fight right. got canceled. And and, um, and luckily, uh, well, I'll leave that Ryan Garcia, I'll leave that out. Um, but he's headlining, and that's and that's what I'm happy about.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Check it out, man. Um, when he stopped Mauricio Herrera. Yeah. Right, I knew this kid was the real deal, and then they put Orozco in there and he just dismantled him. I mean, there's no other way to put it, he dismantled him. And I mean,
2: and this, kid so strong. this kid is so strong, he hurt or he, he hurt Orozco in the first round and he went after him. Yeah, he, did. he couldn't get him out of there, so then they had to backtrack and set up traps again for the second, third, yeah, fourth yeah. round, and set him up for that uppercut. But, um, but he heard him in that first. That's how strong this kid is. His dad has trained him to, 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 throw, the, to throw the perfect punch every single time. This guy, is, this guy is a perfectionist. His dad is a perfectionist. They, um, they, work, they work on things to, to a T in the gym. And when, I mean, when this guy throws a punch, his feet are in the perfect place, his head is in the perfect place, and his punch is exactly where his dad wants it to be. Whether it's to the body or to the top, these these guys are these these guys are the real deal.
0: Absolutely, man. Hey, well said, bro. Um, great information on Virgil Ortiz, Chief Funky. What do you think, man? Are you excited to watch Virgil? Or I know I know you're a Ryan Garcia guy, but it's okay. I mean, are you excited for Virgil Ortiz, bro?
1: Man. That was so good, bro. Now I gotta pop another beer open for that, man. Hey, it's, it's you, Santeo, man. That was good shit, man. But um man, I don't really know what to say anymore. After I mean, how do you follow something like that, you know? <laughs> but I agree, man. I think that this kid is um he's the real deal. He's he's gonna be a problem for years. And yeah. you know, I, I'm excited to see him back to come back. Um I think he's gonna blow this dude out quickly. And um, you know, you, I know you brought up Ryan, but you know, Ryan, start taking notes, man. This is this is the way you should behave, man. Like, you don't see this guy complaining about money, you know. You don't see him doing all this bitching and moaning that you're doing on Twitter and all this other nonsense. Like, stop being a yaron, all right? And and just get in there and fight, like this kid, man. Look, he's he's staying busy, he's doing his thing, and um, he's like you said, uh, Santeo, he's in a gym where there's, I mean, great, great sparring for him, man. And yeah. I think that's one of the best camps in boxing right now is the, the Robert Garcia Boxing Academy. It's it's top-notch, and he's getting everything that he needs to get, man. I mean, the this, this, this ceiling is so high for this kid, man. And, and you know, you can see how serious he takes the sport, you know. He's not letting these things get to his head, at least not now he's not. Um, he looks like he's very focused, and very determined, and that's something that, that I love to see in, in young kids like this, man. A lot of times you see young kids when they start to get praised for certain things, like they start to act like Ryan Garcia, you know, like, yeah, well, I need this, exactly. I need that, you know, like, he's just like, you know what, let me fight, let me do my thing, let me lay hands on people, that's what I do for a living, you know, and he's going to go in here on Friday, and he's going to show out, man, he's going to get this dude out of there, and, you know, I'm really excited for this kid's future, man, I really want to see um, – what he does, and you know he's going to take over the 140 pound division, man, and in, in a few years, Get if he out. stays there, you know he might. Who knows? He might move up to 147. Who knows? But if he stays well, at 140, he's going to take over, man.
0: Check it out. Speaking of that, right? There was some rumblings about him wanting Crawford, right? So, Thel, I want to ask you first, in your honest opinion. How far is Virgil Ortiz before he's ready for a tense Crawford? Anywhere from now to the next four years. What do you think he's ready for, for a Tense Crawford?
2: Mm, okay. So in his post-fight interview, after fighting Orozco in, uh, in Grand Prairie, mm. they asked him what his dream match was. And his dream match was versus Errol Spence. Yeah. And then the great follow-up question was, do you want that to be your next fight? And his, and his answer was, honest is honest, just said no. Give him to me in a year or two and give him to me at 154. Right. So that tells you a lot. It tells you uh, tells you he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's telling he's telling you that he's humble enough to know that he's not ready for a top for for, 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 for that. Just yet, you know, he wants to get test some deep waters with some other contenders, you know, go eight, nine, ten with somebody else before he went with Earl. Um, the, the difference between Earl and Terrence Crawford is I think Terrence Crawford is smaller, I think, I think, uh, both Virgil and Virgil's only 22 years old, and Spence is, I think, 29. Those guys suck down to one forty-seven. Um, so I think um, it's a it's a catch twenty-two. He's got it before he goes to one fifty-four. I think he's got to get that Terrence Crawford fight. I think Terrence Crawford, when I saw when 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 he was he, they, when he met up with uh, when he met up with Earl and Terrence and they saw each other at that top rank card. I think it was in Oklahoma or something like that. I could see the difference in the size. I, you know, just, just, I mean, I know Earl was wearing sweats and stuff, but I think just naturally bigger, these guys are just naturally bigger. They belong at 154. They can just, they're just that talented and, and that dedicated that they can suck down to 147. Um, I think I have to give the same answer that he gave for Terrence Crawford. Give him another year, give him another four fights. This guy's active. This guy, this guy, as soon as as soon as he's done fighting, give him two, three weeks. He's, he's he's he can start another camp. He fought four times in 2019. This kid turned pro in 2016. He's already 15 and 0. This this guy's a machine. Give him another four fights in 2021, and I think Terrence, I think he could. I think he can fight Terrence Crawford. I think he's being honest when he uh, says, see, see when you listen to Vir- virgil senior his dads talk about him he, makes, he he says he's still a puppy so when when what i hear when he says that is that he hasn't developed his man strength yet this he doesn't ha- he doesn't have his full pop even though right now he's knocking guys out i don't think he has that full pop I, what, what do they say you when you when you grow into your full you're 24 or 23 when you start technically growing as a man Promotion. And they also they also say you hit your prime as a boxer, like at 27 or 28. So, so they're very smart. They thought this out, and they're saying, "Let me get my best chance against Errol Spence. I'm not gonna give him the advantage. I'm not gonna get him when I'm 22, 23. Give him to me when I'm 24 and he's 31, and let's take our chances let's roll the dice. These guys, these guys are these guys are the cream of the crop. Like they 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 come from the same gym. Errol comes from the same gym in Oak Cliff." they're 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 they're, they're for, uh earl went to the olympics in 2012. virgil was ready to go in 2016 but that's a long story and usa did boxing did their thing and he didn't go to the olympics he turned pro but these guys are from gene vivero's gym in oakland they, they used to see each other they never sparred each other they're, there's a there's a big gap there's a big gap in, in age difference and there's a big gap in, in size at the time but these guys that's a huge fight for dallas and, and you can talk to uh, True Boxing with Black, Black Fight Fan TV, and they'll they'll talk about that fight for, for 30 minutes. Right.
0: Exactly. Check it out, man. Uh, Big Dog it says Virgil uh, Ortiz needs to fight Ennis, Ugas, or Danny Garcia before he gets to Crawford or Spence. And, and look, I, I'm looking at around a year and a half or so, two years, and I think he'll be ready for somebody like that. At the end, this kid is that good. My eyes are not deceiving me. You know, he, this this kid is the real deal. And, and like, I'm high on Ennis too, but they're not. I mean, I would love to see that fight. I just don't think they're going to make that fight. Right. You know, um, maybe when they're both like world champions or something, but I don't know if we're going to see that before. But if they do it, shit, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? Ugas, maybe two, three more fights before Ugas. Danny Garcia, shit, I think you could beat Danny Garcia right now, but they're just, they're, it just, just isn't a hurry, you know? Just, that there really isn't. Like time is on Virgil Ortiz's side. period. Like, like he don't have to take the fight right now. He doesn't he's not now once they put him in there and he wins a world title then hey I'm, I'm going to be like with everybody else it's time to face the best. You know, but as of right now man they're moving him along smoothly and that's just the way I see it man chief funky. How long do you give him before he's ready for somebody like Crawford? That's a fight people have been kind of clamoring about.
1: Well, if he wants to beat Crawford, I agree. He's going to have to wait, you know, year, year and a half to two years. Um, but on the other hand is this, man. Um, you guys have know I've said this several times here and on my channel that I think that Bud is, is the best fighter right now. Skill-wise, you know, I like what he does. He's a switch hitter. But at the same time, I mean, this guy's got to get busy too, man. I mean since he's been at one hundred forty seven he has and I mean I know I got on Burschelt earlier, but he's he's been the same, just fighting dumpster juice. You know? <laughs> I mean he's been fighting dumpster juice, let's just be honest, you know? And um
0: I don't know about that, but all right.
1: I mean I mean man it's I mean, tell me
0: like like the guy that defeated Manny Pacquiao Jeff Horn is dumpster juice is that what you telling me right now I think I think he's dumpster juice he's like, like he did some like you, you know uh, your boy Thurman couldn't do he, he beat Pacquiao he didn't get dropped <laughs> by Pacquiao and shit he didn't get like <laughs> almost knocked out with a body shot like Pacquiao like like Keith Thurman did
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're right he didn't but I st- honestly I still think Pacquiao won that fight
0: yeah, but it could have gotten in the way, bro. It could have gotten in the way. Close it was a close fight.
1: fight. Close fight, but I, f- I feel Pacquiao should have got the win, but I'm not big on Jeff Horn. Dumpster juice to me. No. Um, I mean, you know, you never know. This I kid might... I
0: respect He Funky. He's Jeff Horn runs Australia, bro. Okay? <laughs> He's the best fighter in the whole continent, dude. The best fighter in the whole continent. You know, and he beat Manny Pacquiao. You got to give him credit for that. You can't say a dude that I mean, beat in the, the Like it sometimes guys get. I get not have. Just like Pacquiao in the third Marcus fight. But nobody holds it against Pacquiao. So why are we holding it against Horn?
1: I do. <laughs> I'm one of those dudes that does. But, um.
0: What nah, about I mean? I think realistically. Bro, like, if you get. His nickname is Mean Machine. All right.
1: Mean Machine. Uh, that's dumpster juice. First bro. First of all, you know what? Dumpster you know juice.
0: what? I'll bullshit aside. Mm-hmm. Put Mean Machine in the ring with Virgil Ortiz. That's what I want to see. Put him in the yeah. ring. Let's put him. Let's put Mean Machine in the ring with Virgil Ortiz, and we will know then if he's ready for a Crawford or not. Because I think he destroys Mean Machine. Too ba- mean machine's too basic, bro. What do you yeah. think? Mean Machine against Virgil Ortiz because it's going to be Mean Machine versus the Machine. What do you think?
2: Uh. Yeah, he blows Mean Machine out of there.
0: Does Mean Machine drop him like he dropped Crawford?
2: Hell no. You're going to have to come in there with a sledgehammer to drop Virgil.
0: Yo, like Crawford got dropped, bro. We still got Crawford fans in denial about that. Okay, like there's still denial. Like like he did. He pulled. (laughs) Yo, he pulled like. I'm just saying, man.
1: He dropped him. That was a legit knockdown, man. And I'm a big Crawford guy. I love Crawford, but I mean, hey, it is what it is, man. You get hey, that's it's, this is boxing, man. Sometimes you get hit, you go down. Look, he got up and finished him. So I mean, it's not like hey, you don't have to make excuses, you know. The guy got hit, he went down, and he got up, you know. But I think Ortiz gets dumpster juice, meme machine out of there within six <laughs> rounds.
0: Dumpster machine, but but no no bro, but but you can't. Oh, don't start overusing dumpster juice. G-Funk. Okay. You're, you gonna know, you're like Vince McMahon over here. You, you catch a good line. You keep using it over and over again. Losing its value, bro. Like <laughs> you, you went for kind to do with 13 losses, dumpster juice. And now you're calling like Jeff Horn to do that beat Manny Pacquiao dumpster juice.
1: I mean, I'm not big on Jeff Horn. And like I said, I thought he lost that fight. Close fight though. Thought he lost it. I thought he, thought he got a hometown decision. Um, Who else has Crawford been in there with since he's been at 147? Um,
2: Amir Khan?
0: Yo, yo, Amir Khan versus Virgil Ortiz, bro. Let's do it.
2: That's That's the next fight I want to see.
0: That's a knockout. (laughs) Remember, you know what? I I don't think Khan wins a round in that fight. Maybe the first round, maybe. But outside of that.
1: Bro, I don't think Khan takes that fight, to be honest with you. I don't think he wants to see that work.
0: You know, just give him some moolah, and he'll get in the ring. But, but we, we will see how that goes, man. Uh, Virgil blast green beans out easily. That's a complete mismatch. It's BFTB. Yeah, man, Virgil right now, they got to put Virgil against, like, former title contenders, form, guys that fought for championships. That, that's why I want to see a former world champions, maybe some old veterans, like a couple of those guys. And, man, this dude's going to be ready, bro. All right? BFTV says he retires Amir. Okay. 88 Sports Talk. Khan gets knocked out inside of tres. Just like that. Un assalto, dos asaltos, tres asaltos out. Just like that. Right? We're a great fighter, says Big Dog Willie. He would have beat Canelo if he didn't slip. Okay. <laughs> right.
1: Hey, well, he, he claimed the gloves were loaded, bro. <laughs> That's what he said.
0: Well, they probably felt loaded, but, but the two went to sleep. You know what I mean? Check it out, man. Uh, Really quick, Chief Funky, if you do not mind doing the honor, let me get it here. Hold on. I think you know where I'm going, but where's that? Okay, there it is.
1: Anyway, moving on.
0: We're moving on. For listening on Leave It in the Ring Network, it's a picture of it monster anyway. All right. You're listening to the Wednesday, July 22nd edition of Hispanics Cause a Panic. Shout out to everyone watching on Facebook, YouTube, live, and, and also to those watching on Archive on my channel. Subscribe if you like the content. Subscribe to Sonteo Media as well. All right. Subscribe to G Funky84. Make sure you guys do that, man. Great content. Make sure you guys check that out. Follow me on Twitter at DStyle Boxing. Follow Chief Funky as well and Sontel Media on there too. Check it out, man. Showtime card, man. Some Showtime fights came out, you know, and uh, they must have heard our prayers or something. You know what I mean? They must have heard us because they're like, like, man, these these guys need, need help they need to hear about some great fights, and that's what they did, man. Hey It wouldn't shock you to know that the head writer of ESPN, bro, had, like for like the first four or five hours didn't say anything about any of these fights. That's a random fact. It's just a random fact. Maybe he was doing some business stuff. Who knows? But check it out. So let's start with you, man. Tell me about some of these fights, man, Showtime put out. Now, what, what, which one of those fights are you personally looking forward to?
2: I want to see the Charles. I'm going to be dead honest with you guys. I want to see Charlo, mm-hmm. uh Jermel mm-hmm. if getting a chance versus Derevyanchenko. We know Derevyanchenko right. is in the triple D. That's a, that's a fire fight. I like that Jermel is not going after Harrison anymore and leaving that alone, leave that behind, and move against Jason Rosario. And we know what Jason Rosario did uh, with uh, J-Rock. So those are the two fights that that scream at me that say, yes. Uh, I'm the the ugly is that it's potentially a pay per view. I don't know. I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't say how ugly it is until they advertise at what price point that pay per view is going to be. Uh, the good is that they're keeping all these guys uh, busy. I see Lipinitz on here. I see Stephen Fulton, David Benavides, Erickson Lubin. Uh, Chris Colbert, all those guys need fights. Uh, we've been we've been in this for three to four months, and those guys need to stay active. I'm um, yep. not a huge fan of Leo Santa Cruz versus Tank, um, but uh, that 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 double one, both belts, one thirty five, one thirty, 130, just I'm gonna I'm gonna use G Funky's words, you know, that's just like the juice. How are you gonna have a fight? How are you gonna have a fight with Bell at, at two different divisions on the line? How uh, big is that? What are what are we doing? I have never heard of that. That's just I, somebody else mentioned that it's happened one time before, and it was it was in recent history, but that just screams. That just screams. Oh, if he can't make one thirty-five, then at least he's fighting for one belt at one thirty. I don't know, man. That's just. I'm excited about the Charles. That's all I care about. Charles.
0: So it happened in the Canelo. Um, no, Canelo. Um, the uh. Mayweather Maidana, I believe, was for one forty-seven and yeah, one fifty-four. Okay, that's what and then, uh, but the first time I know of it was uh, Ray Leonard against Donnie right, and it was at one sixty eight the way in, but the one seventy five belt was on the line as well, you know what i mean the the weird thing about that man is it like is santa cruz is Santa Cruz he's gonna be a one thirty five pound champion, even though it was at one thirty that would tell me
1: I think so. that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard, man,
0: yeah, that's definitely the 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 bad I don't know that about that, but but hey, you know that that's boxing, you know what I mean it comes with the price. You know, it's just, it, it's, 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 that's the way it is. <laughs> when you get a good boxing fight, I almost feel like we're making a deal with the devil. Like, there's something bad that comes with it. You know what I mean? Like, like are you sure you want this fight? Like, yeah, give me that fight. Like, you know, well, here, it's going to come with this. You know, um, that's how I feel about that. Jamal versus Rosario fires is the 88 Sports. Absolutely. 92 Aku says, finally, Showtime fights. You guys bearing the lead. All right. Well, let me tell you something, man. This is something that, that, was an He fuck you. What are you looking forward to, bro?
1: I'm with Santeo, man. I'm gonna say the Charlos, man. They're they're getting their chance on pay-per-view. Uh not only that, look they're they're in there with some good comp, man. And this is something like I, again, I, I've been for some reason I've been called a, a Charlo supporter. I don't know why, but <laughs> I've been called a Charlo supporter by a few dudes. I haven't even made a video about Charlo until last week. You know, <laughs> but um, when I made that video, I was talking about how these guys got to start getting busy, man. Like they got to start fighting some guys, and man, they've got some good opponents, man. They've got uh, one of them's got Dervianchenko at one sixty. The other guy's got uh, Rosario at at one fifty four, and he's no right. joke, man. He is no joke. I mean, I like the Charlos. I think that they're both very skilled, but um, I think that Rosario fight is 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 the most dangerous one, man um that kid man he's 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 something man um but charlos you know he's good too man i'm i really really look forward to these ones man because um charlos these guys you know they look the part you know they pass the eye test for me but at the same time again i need to see them in there with somebody so now they're getting in there with somebody and we're gonna find out man i want to see um What these dudes are all about. I see Donaire is in the lineup somewhere down there. (laughs) Uh, Old man Donaire. Yeah, he's in there, uh, you know, against the French dude. So, we'll see how that works out. Uh, French dude better be careful, man, because uh, we know Donaire can still crack, man. Uh, That left hook is, you know, that's the one thing that always goes away from guys is power. And even when they get older, they always got the power that stays with them. But the thing with Donera is, and I said this in the Anui fight. I, I, you guys can go back and check the receipts, man. I said that right hand has improved and it's gonna pay off, man, against Anui. He landed some vicious right hands, and that was a that was a punch he didn't have before. Like the early part of his career, he was just a one handed fighter. So um, I want to see how he does uh, against the French dude. And um, again, I mean the Santa Cruz Davis fight. I mean, <laughs> I hate to say it again, but again with with, with the whole weight thing, dumpster juice. All right dumpster juice. Um <laughs> like, I
0: mean, is it is it ruining? Like it's not gonna ruin the fight for me, I'm gonna be no, honest. No, I mean, I, like,
1: I'm, I'm still gonna watch right. it. Believe me, G Funk is if it's pay it's pay per view, right? If, if I'm not mistaken.
2: It's I'm,
0: it's I'm, okay. I'm gonna order it. I'm still gonna order like, it because what I, I prefer look, would I prefer that it's not pay per view. You know what I mean? Of, of course. But at the end of the day it's better than the fight not happening. You know what I mean? So it's a 130 yeah. pound fight. You know, after the fight, you know, if especially if Leo Santa Cruz wins, I'm definitely gonna not really consider him a 135 pound champion. But the fact that the fight's happening, I, I think it's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um yeah. now my, my only question is the following is let's say they go to the scales and Santa Cruz weighs in at 130 and Davis weighs in at 135. So right. they might say, okay, the 130 pound title is no longer on the line, but they're still going to do the fight? Still on. That's, that's is uh the- Is there a penalty for the, for the weights that, for the pounds you don't drop? Remember you know what I mean? When Mike,
2: re- remember when Mikey fought Broner? Yeah. I think, I think Mikey had words in the contract that for every pound he missed, it was like a half a million dollar penalty. Mm-hmm. So that forced. That forced uh, uh, Broner to take his training seriously, and it forced him to make, I think it was 140. Um, who knows if Leo Santa Cruz's legal team is as good as Mikey's. That's the question. <laughs>
0: now, I mean, look, at the end of the day, these are some great matches, man. And as I look at the lineup here, the Charlo fights just stand out. You know what I mean? Because it's a it's a double header. That's number one. And you know, you got Jamal Charlo gonna go up against Sergi. very longest name of all time, Shenko. Got Jamal Charlo against uh uh Jason Rosario. And I think those are some tough fights, you know. Um and I think fights are tough to call. Uh Obali, you know, he's gonna go up against Nonito Donaire. I think Donair might win that fight, but I don't know. I mean, that that one's a tough one. Uh, that, that's a tough one for sure. And, of course, man, the Davis Santa Cruz stands out too. But there's some other fights, man. Lipanet's going to be coming out. You know, uh, David Benavides, we're going to see him in there against this uh, Rome- Alexis Angulo. I'm not going to lie, bro. When I first saw Benavides Angulo, you know what I thought, right? Oh. Uh, I thought <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was like, What well, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, but yeah, so some you know, some decent, some good, and some really, really good fights. And I gotta I'm gonna be honest right now, it's better than most of the top rank shit we've been seeing. And they could pull this off. I mean and we're not even getting to the to the undercards yet, all right? Chief Funky, is Covid going to interrupt some of these?
1: <sighs> you know. I hope it doesn't but it just seems like it's inevitable at this point man. I mean some of these fights especially uh Santa Cruz starting from the Santa Cruz fight and Davis that's cold and flu season mixed in with covid that's still around. Mm-hmm. So I just hope that these guys uh Davis and and Santa Cruz you know they try to stay as healthy as possible during this time and whoever else is on the undercard do the same because we've seen it already even inside the bubble with The ESPN top rank fights that some fights have been cancelled they've been moved uh, they've had some positive tests it's going to get rough man it's only going to get rougher as uh, the season changes and that's right in the fall season so yeah. man I just hope that these guys you know they, they, they stay disciplined I mean I know it's tough man um, having to stay at home all the time and not do anything but you know what man it's just something that we got to get through, man. And I hope that these dudes do the right thing and stay stay disciplined. Um, you know, they're on pay-per-view. I already see guys complaining about pay-per-view. I mean, can we just <laughs> – I just want to say this. Can we just stop with this and just be boxing fans for once and stop worrying about, you know, if it's pay-per-view or if it's not or whatever it is? You know, look, right. bottom line is this, man. If you're a real damn boxing fan, you're going to watch these fights, man. And if you don't want to pay for it, you're gonna find a way to pay. It. You're gonna find a way to see it. Okay, I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you how to do that. But we all know. Yeah, can we,
0: it, yeah know. can we stop pretending like you guys aren't gonna do what you gotta to do to watch the fight anyway? Like, can we stop exactly. the fake like, outrage? Like, can you guys stop? Like, like oh, I can't believe it's then don't pay for it and do what you gotta do. How about right. that? Like, you guys pay for the zone and they ain't giving you shit for the last. For all you dudes that paid $99 for the zone earlier this year, have you got any of your money's worth? We're in July, bro. We're almost done with July. I told you not to pay for some when you're not guaranteed what's gonna come. right? but you guys didn't want to listen. But but that's not here nor there. But that doesn't mean I don't want the zone to succeed. I want all these things to succeed. I want Top Rank with ESPN to succeed. I want The Zone to succeed with Golden Boy and with Eddie Hearn. I want to see PBC succeed. I want Showtime and Fox to succeed. It's all good for boxing. You know how many people came out and, oh, man, all these PBC fanboys, all excited about these fights. No. Maybe some of us just liked the fights. You know, maybe I'm just looking forward to some of these fights. How about that? All right. How about what you're looking forward to these fights? And that's it. Right. If you want to pay for it, no problem. Okay. I'll pay for it and I'll bring your girl to my house and we'll watch. How about that? Okay. If you don't want to fucking pay for it, but you're a bunch of cheap asses over here. Okay. She she don't want to watch on your laptop with you anyway. Right. If you don't want to pay for the damn fight. Right, I'll pay for it, and I'll give her a good time.
2: She wants the big screen.
0: <laughs> she going got to watch the fight with me first, though. First. She, right. Now, she can come here and
1: watch it in the pool with me, all right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. It doesn't matter. Well, whatever it is, bro. Okay? Let, let's stop, you know, at the end of the day, everyone is just shedding on shit Oh, pay-per-view, bro. The charlo's on pay-per-view. Like, at the end of the day, they got to put some of these fights on pay-per-view because there's a lower budget for boxing, you fucking geniuses. All right? They have to. They don't have a choice. Plus, if you, if these guys want to keep making the type of money that, that makes boxers great, and they got to put it on pay-per-view. If, if yeah. there's no one at a pay-per-view model, this this Ryan Garcia thing would have been settled by now. They would have said, "Okay, tell you what. Let's go see if we could sell pay-per-view. If you don't sell, you don't make shit. If you do, you'll make the money you say you're worth." Brian, All right? Simple as that. So at the end of the day, man, like it, it's getting old listening to you guys. Right? The dudes <laughs> that complain about pay-per-view G funky and something are the guys that that like don't buy them anyway. They don't buy them if they're good. For- Fight a bad fight, they stream the shit anyway, right? They're over here complaining about shit, right? Stop complaining if you're here, if you're watching this stream, we know what other type of streams you could watch. Stop complaining, Right? Exactly,
1: you just hate, and that's all know. it is at the end of the day, man. And I don't understand where, the, when did this happen? Where uh, we're going, uh, I'm on this side, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna cheer only for these guys in this promotion. And I'm gonna go for these guys in this promotion. Like when when did that fucking start? Like that just that just doesn't make sense to me, man. Like like we're supposed to be boxing fans, man. We gotta support the sport, man. Where are they right now? It's it's tough times. Uh the economy's messed up. We got a pandemic going on. So let's just do what we gotta do for right now. These are good matchups though at the end of the day. The Charlo guys, they're they're yeah. fighting good dudes, man. Like what's I don't understand it, man.
0: Yeah, like, like it doesn't even matter. Like, like it doesn't even matter what do you think the Charlo's fought before. It doesn't even matter anymore. Like they're gonna fight this fight. These are good fights. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you know, however you wanna slice it, dice it, you know, like it, it's everyone should be happy. You should be if you wanted the Charles to step up, you should be happy. If you're a Charlo fan, you should be happy. If you're a boxing fan, you should be ha- Everybody should be happy, bro. All right? That's it. How about everybody just be happy? All right? And do what all the like like you know, all those boxing writers are telling us to shut the fuck up and just enjoy the top rank cards. Right? How about you just shut the fuck up and enjoy these? How about that? No, but in all seriousness, like these this lineup is better than the one top rank gave us. That's it. And there's a price to pay for that. Right? You know, they're going to try out the pay-per-view thing. Tank Davis wants to be a pay-per-view star, then that's why he's fighting on pay-per-view. If the fight doesn't sell, guys, he won't be on pay-per-view again. Okay? Like, that's it. If these fights don't sell, guess what? They'll be on regular Showtime and Fox Sports 1, and they won't be holding up, you know, the promoter for more money because they showed they cannot generate that type of money. All right? Simple as that. Crawford, motherfucker, if he wants to get paid what he wants, you're going to have to put him on pay-per-view. There's a price to pay with it, and that's that, man. Uh, Sonteo, any final thoughts on these uh, Showtime cards, bro? And what are your thoughts um, on the pay-per-view, some of them being on pay-per-view?
2: It's a, it's a touchy subject. Um, you know, whenever you talk about, like, I'm just going to talk about me personally. I gave up going to basketball games. I gave up going to football games. I gave up uh, doing a lot of stuff with group sports, and I just I I take the money that I would have invested in that in traveling and paying for a ticket and all that, and I choose one or two good fights to go to a year. Luckily, I'm in a so I'm in Southern California, so I can choose Golden Boy. I can choose PBC. I can choose Top Rank, and I and 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 I choose my favorite fighters. And um, and and that's what I do. I take I, I take my money, and, and 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 instead of going to go see the Lakers or the Chargers or the Rams or the Dodgers, blah blah blah. No, I I, I this is like I started this like five years ago. I said, I, in in 2014 I went to go see Triple G in the StubHub Center, and then 2015 I don't remember what I went to. Then 2016 I went to go see Mares versus. Uh, uh, Jesus Cuellar, and I got to see the Charles on the undercard. I got to see Maul versus J Rock. You know, I've been to Mikey versus Easter. I think that was two years ago. I've been to Ontario to see PBC cards. I've been. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think I have. I been to a top rank card. I'm not sure. Uh, but I. I mean, this year before COVID hit, I was going to amateur shows. I went to an amateur show here in January here in San Diego, and I saw about. 14 cards 14 fights i sat there for three or four hours because that's how much of a boxing junkie i am i sat there and watched these kids that are just running that are don't know how to throw a left hook yet that don't know how to go to the body yet that don't know how to protect themselves and i sat there and i loved it
0: and then i went to another one in january
2: and then march came and COVID hit and, I, and everything shut down so um look uh tank had a great outing in atlanta he sold seats and had a good viewership. Perfect time for him to go to pay-per-view. Leo, same thing. Leo's fought Modest twice. He's fought in LA. Uh, uh, Leo Santa Cruz. Uh, I went to Mikey's Fight versus Easter, and they're both PBC guys, right? Mikey was with PBC, and so uh, no, no, no. Maris um, uh, was with PBC, and so was Leo, and they both had tables. Well, guess what? Maris had a line about 10 people trying to get autographs. I'm just going to be honest. I'm actually a modest fan. But Leo's fan base was huge. He had a line that went around the stable center. And I said, wait a minute. More people like Leo than they like Abner. That's weird. Because I'm the opposite, right? The opposite of what I thought was true. I was seeing with my own eyes. And I said, okay, perfect. Now he is against tank. Let them test the pay-per-view. And like you said, if the pay-per-view doesn't do well, then they'll get off of pay-per-view and go back to where they were before and get paychecks from networks in a different in a different in a different setting. Um, uh, it's, this is where I'm at. I choose, I choose, I choose to spend my money, uh, in what I enjoy and in my entertainment. Uh, I got rid of cable a long time ago, so I got to find different avenues to watch ESPN and ESPN plus. I have the Zone as of last year. I picked up the Zone finally, uh, to see fights. Uh, but like you said, I paid for a year up front and I've got nothing in the last four months, but luckily I'm going to get Virgil on Friday. And 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 we'll see where that goes.
0: Uh, And throwing you a bone, bro. Finally, here you go.
2: (laughs) So so it gets tricky, you know. People are different places in their lives. People people like to spend their money differently. Um, But that's a choice that I made. I said, I'm a boxing fan. I'm going to stop going to these Charger games. I'm going to stop going to these baseball games as much as I do, and just just get a hundred dollar ticket, hundred twenty dollar ticket. I, I remember I bought seven tickets. I wanted to take my whole family and every single and my friends when 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 that PBC card was in LA, and I did, and I had a blast. So yeah. um, it's just it's it's who I am. Uh, I don't want to tell people where to spend their money or how to do that, but every, money is a touchy subject. It means different things to different people. Um, but it's a I think you and you couldn't you couldn't have one guy buy it and invite five friends, so the numbers were great. And uh, I don't remember what the what, what the numbers were a month ago or two weeks ago. I don't, I don't. I'm not. I don't know exactly where it was, but it sounds like the numbers were were doing good again. So let's find out what the market does. Al Heyman has done such a good job with the Charlos. He's done such a good job with Leo, with Abner, with Mikey, uh, with Deontay Wilder. Let's see. Let's let's test this market in this uh, pandemic and see where it takes us.
0: Absolutely, man. Check it out, man. At the end of the day, I I, I want to go. I want to go over some predictions here, regarding like what well, we should be talking as fans, and not not whether we want pay per view or not, and like I don't buy, like like I I know, and and Bruce you said you don't buy from Eddie Hearn. That's cool. You know what I mean? Just do what you got to do if you want to see some of those fights. You know what I mean? This isn't the only type of stream, you know, but but um like let's talk about what we should be talking about is who's gonna win these fights. So number one. A hey, hey, G Funky, is is, you know, is no Donair gonna beat Obali, bro. Is he gonna be Frenchy or what's up?
1: Oh, man, put me right on the hot seat, bro. <laughs> um I can tell you this, man. Donaire, like I said, he's uh added that right hand to the mix. And I think that's really what's given him this um sort of rejuvenance that's happened in the later half of his uh career. Um you know he looked damn good in that Anui fight. You know I think if 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 they were prime for prime, I think Donaire probably wins that fight. Um, but you know he he's getting up there in age, um, and he lost. But man, um, if yeah, I was gonna say like this, if he can land one of those left hooks, I think he knocks this dude out, man. <laughs> I do. The he got got him better. Him. The, straight sorry, a,
0: the straights got him better too. for
1: yes. That right hand has improved a lot, man, because, I mean, right around the time when he was at the peak, I would say, when, when HBO Max kellamir was saying, uh, Donaris is top three pound for pound right now. You know, like, he was strictly a one-handed fighter at that point. He mm-hmm. didn't really have a right hand. Um, but as time went on, he's he's made some adjustments, man, and added that to the mix. So um, I don't know, man. I just think I think if he catches him clean, he can put him out, though, man, for sure. Uh, okay. I have to, I have to study the fight a little bit more. I mean, I know you throw me on the hot seat right now. <laughs> I got to go back and study Frenchie a little. I hear more, you. you know?
0: I hear you. Trade uh, out, man. If he wins, and No wins that fight, I mean, it'll set up a good rematch of Ringing Down. In my opinion. That's a that's a fight that they could do, and I wouldn't mind revisiting, despite the fact that the first fight was pretty clearly. Um, Rigondale fight, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing it again, especially if to Donaire can win a title against this pretty, you know, about it's a pretty solid fighter and it will be interesting. Has Rigondale sold down a little bit? So that's, so that's why I want to see that one. Uh, Sonteo man, uh, Devin against Jermall Charlo. Who do you think wins that fight?
2: I think uh, Maul pulls it out in 12. Um, I think you know, I think Ma Maul was Maul's gonna have to dig deep. But I think he has what it takes. Um, but I, I got I got Germont versus deverenchenko in twelve unanimous decision. All right. Chief Funky.
0: What about the other Charlo? Jermel against Rosario? How, how do you see that one?
1: Oh man. That's a great
0: so hot? what's going on. I know
1: oh. this seat is burning up right now, man. <laughs> um, right now. I'm favoring Rosario to win that fight. All right. Um, but man, I think it's gonna be a good fight, man. Uh both of these guys, man, both these brothers, man, they have stepped up to the plate. They've got some nice challenges in front of them, man. And I think that um Jermel, is he the one that at one fifty four? And then Jamal's the guy at one fifty at one sixty. I get yeah. him confused, man. <laughs> but um I think he's got uh the tougher matchup for sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. Derevchenko is no pushover. You know, he can fight. Um, we saw that against Triple G, and um, he's he's he fought hard against Jacobs. So you know, he he can fight, man. But I think that Rosario is is man. He's gonna be a, a, a tough fight for Charlo, man. I would favor him just slightly right now, man.
0: Jada, 92 two. is confident. He says, Big uh, big dog, I think 154 is Charlo. That's Jermel. They're trying to count the 154 pound Charlo. It's hilarious. But Jermel says uh, versus uh, Rosado is 50 50. But he's taking the underdog, and he says he's 100% sure Derby beats Charlo. Man, 100%, bro. Nah, man, I, I think Jamal's going to win that fight, bro. I think he's going to win that fight. He's going to pull it off. He might knock him out late. That's what I think. That's what I think is going to happen. And, and, and tell one more fight here. Tank Davis versus, you know, your boy, bro. Who, uh, who do you think wins that fight, man? Uh, you know, I, Davis or I, Santa Cruz?
2: I can only go by a, their last performances. And Tank did not look good versus Gamboa. He, 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 I mean, he should not have gone the full distance with Gamboa. Kamboua's done. Kamboua has no business being in there with the elite, and that just showed me how much tank the undisciplined tank is. You know, um, I give it to Leo. Leo's going to be very careful. Mm-hmm. Leo's going to. Uh, Leo's going to. Leo's going to be in and out of there, touching him. Um, he's not going to take a lot of chances with with Davis because he knows Tank has that one shot power. So I give it to Leo in a 12-round split decision.
0: Leo Santa Cruz by decision. You Funky, you concur or you disagree? Well, what's up?
1: Well, I said this last week that, uh, you know, I was big on Tank Davis. Um, you know, I see the, the potential. I see the talent. I see the skill set that he has. But all that goes out the window, man, when he's not making weight, when he's not showing up for fights. Uh, to, from, from my perspective, looks like he's not focused, like he's not taking guys seriously. He's having issues out of the ring. I mean, with all that being said, Leo Santa Cruz, uh, he's been consistent, man. I mean, we know he comes in shape. Uh, he doesn't miss weight. He's, he's a volume puncher. He stays on you. Um right now I'm favoring Leo Santa Cruz, man. So I do concur with what Santeo just said. Uh as of right now, I'm favoring Leo Santa Cruz, man. Um I mean if Tank comes on his A game, it's gonna be tough. But he has not been consistent, man. You know, he hasn't been consistent and Santa Cruz has. So I mean as of right now, I'm favoring Santa Cruz.
0: I gotcha. Man, Night is tanked by murder. And Big Dog Willie Tank by Brutal Quayola. Like this, Big Dog Willie and Knight to a cool are now agreeing. They were disagreeing about everything. Like, But now they're agreeing. And that's, that's what boxing's all about. No, man, I think a lot of tank fans out there um, are underestimating Leo Santa Cruz. You guys are underestimating the hell out of him. I'm, I'm going to tell you straight up right now. You're underestimating. You guys are saying knockout. I mean, I'll be impressed if he knocks out Leo Santa Cruz. I'll tell you that right now. But he couldn't even knock Gamboa out cold. And Gamboa was a one-legged man for the rest of the fight. After that knockdown. Right? And he looks soft to the body, too. If you you come soft to the body like that, like in Leo Santa Cruz, Leo's going to hit that body, bro. So it's a little bit of a, like, it depends on which tank shows up. You know? Because I I, I saw that sparring clip he put out with Red Cats. You know, he he only released 20 seconds of it, but I also saw the love handles though. I saw that, right? The dude that like he, he could weigh in at 168 pounds right now or more. So he's got a lot of weight to lose. And, you know, the same. The same. Walker Smith, I don't think this is about Leo Santa Cruz not making weight. This is about tank. It's tank weight. Like, I'll put, like, who's the guy that's missed weight, bro? Let's be honest. The guy that's been missing weight is tank. He's the only one with the history of it. So th- this whole idea that Leo Santa Cruz the one, nah, dude. Like, uh, the reason, uh, I'll bet anything. The reason we got two belts on the line from two weight classes, okay, in all, in all seriousness, man, or maybe you meant tank, or maybe you meant tank, but I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Big Dog Willie, I mean, look, he ducked Ringendow. That's it. That's the only guy he ducked. But a lot of guys ducked Ringendow, we're honest. You know what I mean? A lot of guys did. But that doesn't make him a ducker for life. He's fought a lot of great fighters. He's fought better fighters than Tank. And I'll book it. Book it. Anybody want to go? All right. Anybody want to talk resume versus resume? He has a better resume than Tank. All right? And I, I, all I'm saying, when they brought a name, dude didn't talk much, right? One minute is promoter trying to make him look bad. Next minute is promoter trying to, you know, you know, you know, know, protect him. And the dude's all over the place. Tank is a letdown waiting to happen just like Adrian Broner was. You book it, okay? You take that to the bank. I know it'll be Leo Santa Cruz, but at some point, that's what it's going to be. I'm just saying. At the end of the day, like volume, he's, he has more volume than Tank. It, it's a lot harder than you got. a lot of people are making out to be. Go ahead, Chief Funky.
1: I agree, man. I think that if Tank doesn't come in at 100% in shape, doesn't take Leo Santa Cruz like he should, I think it's going to be a long night for him, man. We know Santa Cruz is a guy who can go a hard 12. We know he's going to be punching nonstop on on uh tank, you know, so if tank is just uh you know looking looking to land one big shot and hurt Leo or something like that like, I don't honestly I don't think that's gonna happen man I just don't I think it's gonna be tough man and he's gonna take this guy 12 rounds I think it's gonna go 12 rounds and you know we're gonna see man if Tank is disciplined enough to get in a gym make weight and come in with the uh, the right game plan against Leo Santa Cruz. We know what, we know what Leo Santa Cruz is about, man. Every fight he comes in, he fights the same way. You know, we know what he's about, and, we, and he always makes weight. You know, he's been consistent, man. So that's that's the main reason why I'm rolling with him, man. I know Tank's got the faster hands. You know, he's he he utilizes that Mayweather uh, defensive style and things like that. But he's not Mayweather, guys. He's just not. <laughs> so. You know, we'll see, man. I mean, I give him credit for taking a, a good fight, both of these guys. And, uh, you know, I've criticized Zio Santa Cruz in the past a lot, especially for ducking my boy Regan down like he did. Um, but you know what? This is a good fire for both of these dudes, man.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, I, I get you, big dog, Willie, but but he's fighting Tank, bro. Like like the way some some people talk about Tank, I mean, you would think you were going to give him credit for fighting Tank. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. So, the, like, and maybe there's a reason he's fighting Tank and not Gary Russell. Right, maybe there's a reason he he went ahead and fought Tank, and not Rigondeaux. You know what I mean? Maybe there's a reason for that. I don't know if you guys have thought about that, but he seemed to have no problem signing to fight Tank. I wonder why. You know what I mean? So I think it's going to be very, very that night's going to be very interesting. Because if he doesn't take Santa Cruz out of there in the first three rounds, it's going to be a long night. I'm just telling you right now. That's going to be a lot of work, a lot of work. Okay, he's going to put him to work right? He's going to be put, he's going to put hands on Tank. And Walker Smith, you could say he, like, he don't have no pop. And Santa Cruz has never been that one-punch knockout dude. He's never been that dude. You know what I mean? Like, he's always been a swarmer, like a guy that, you know, puts a lot of punches together and stuff like that. But we'll see. When he puts hands on him, we will see. You know what I mean? Well, that's it, though. Well, that's it. If Tank comes in in shape. You know, and ready to go. I'm gonna favor Tank. And I'm gonna favor him to win, but but it, it ain't a lock though. It's it's a close fight. I'm, I'm saying yes. that right now.
1: Yes, and, and you're right. He comes in tip top shape. Um, it's a it's a good fight, man. But if he's not in shape, man, and if he had to have a fat camp instead of having a real training camp, Santa Cruz is gonna take this dude to deep water, man. Mm-hmm. And it it might not end pretty for Tank. You know, because Santa Cruz, he's he's going to be all over him. He's going to be throwing punches nonstop. It's going to be tough for him down now, the stretch. My
0: boy, Big Dog Willie. The reason Big Dog Willie wants all the fights to get canceled for Kobe, he don't want that work for Santa Cruz, bro. He don't want Santa Cruz in the ring. Let me just say that. No, they, they got to cancel all the fights. Now, Big Dog Willie, nobody was saying that about Pedrasa, bro. No, Nobody picked Pedrasa to beat Tank. Find me somebody. Show me some receipts, bro. Who picked Pedrasa to beat Tank? I wouldn't say, I picked Tank to win that fight by knockout. I don't, I, don't, I don't know about that one, bro. You know what I mean? Plus, go back and watch that fight. If he doesn't get the knockout, who knows what happens? So, Pedras ain't no Leo Santa Cruz. You know? You know I'm just saying, Walker Smith says, um, Leo looked like a completely different fighter at 130 compared to 126, but not in a good way. Okay, I mean... Everybody loses some pop as they move up. Everybody, but let me tell you something. Tank didn't look so good when he moved up. The tank looked good at 135. Funk, did he look good? Did he look amazing to you? When he fought a dude that, that was dragging the other foot around and shit.
1: I was expecting him to get Gamboa out of there. And this is coming from a guy who really, I really liked Gamboa when he first came over here from Cuba. And um as he's gotten older, you know, he slowed down a little bit, and he's always been chinny. That's the thing with Gambo. He's always been chinny. So I was expecting uh, 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 Gervonta to, to touch his chin, hurt him a little bit, possibly even stop him. Then I find out that, uh, you know, he tears his Achilles during the fight, and he ends up going 12 rounds. And I'm just like, man, Tank is just – he's just not stepping it up to that next level, man. And if he doesn't yep. do that here, it's going to be a long night, man, because Santa Cruz is going to work, 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 you know? Absolutely.
0: Man, uh, so before we move on, man, you have any final thoughts on what I talked about in regards to Leo, Santa Cruz, and Tank? Uh,
2: we guys have touched on most of them, um, but we just got to go with Tank's previous fights and, you know, what he did with Gamboa. And just him not being able to land with the same trainer, and you know he was with Kevin Cunningham. The best is, is just hit and miss, you know. Even if he gets, even if he gets down to one thirty, right? Is his sparring letting him let his hands go? Is he is he sparring to do what it takes to beat Leo, or is he sparring? To fight how he fought Gamboa. Good question. Like he like he just did versus Ivan Redcatch. Is he just one shot popping one two? Or it's gonna take a lot more than one two to get Leo out of there. Leo's Leo's gonna be in and out of there. He's gonna be on his on his on his A game, he's gonna be in and out. His dad's gonna be in his ear. Don't let this guy get you. Don't let this guy catch you. Get in, get out, get back in. When you do see him breathing and taking a break, jump on him and when you see him come after you get out of there this team uh, leo leo is the youngest i think of four fighters i think his dad has trained four pro fighters leo was the least one of them they they thought was going to become a world champion and he ended up being a world champion these this 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 is this is another lineage of of of, of just talent you know and his dad's going to be in his ear saying get out of this get out of that you see him coming with this. Let's, you know, we worked on this in camp. Let's do this. Get in and out. Don't let this guy touch you. And after 12, let's go home with the belt. So I, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know who, in, um, I mean Kevin. I mean, he, I know he's done camps with Kevin Cunningham in Florida. Um, I, I know, I know, I know how he reacted when he found out that Devin Haney was in Las Vegas doing meet work with Floyd Mayweather, his promoter. I know how he acted. He, he doesn't have a filter. You put it out on social media. So these are things that I don't like. You know that. Who, who cares that your promoter is doing network with Devin Haney? Go in there and get some work yourself. Don't 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 worry about another man. You if, you if you don't don't say you are gonna come to camp in Las Vegas. Come to camp to Las Vegas. Do it. Don't 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 you know? I don't know. It's a big mental game. But, don't uh, talk it. Do it. You know what I mean? But, like, you know what I mean?
0: Like, you know, I, like, who cares about, like you said, who cares if Floyd is doing mitt work with David Andy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, but at the end of the day, man, the way I feel about this is I think, and Big Dog Willie, like you said, Tank didn't train for that fight. Bro, that's not a good thing, bro. Like, I think I like, sometimes, box. this is what boxing, and I'm not saying Big Dog Willie, but I just mean general. Boxing fans will see a fighter do something, right? Like, man, that guy didn't even come at his best. And look at what he did. But that's not good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at some point, it's going to catch up to you. Like, it caught up to Adrian Broner. You know what I mean? At some point, you're going to lose to somebody that maybe on paper you shouldn't have lost to. Maybe if you tried your best, you wouldn't have lost to. But since you just, you're not consistent, you end up with an L on your record that you probably shouldn't have had. But then other fighters start figuring shit out about you. You know, and I think that's kind of what I can't say for sure if Adrian Broner tried his best and he would have beaten Maidana. I think he did try his best in that fight, but some say he didn't. But it's not a good thing. Like it's not like you can't get soulless and man, but if he did train, he would have gotten Gumbo out of there. Right? But the red flag is he didn't seem to have trained that hard for that fight. That's a red flag, especially for fighters at this level. Like the reason Mayweather stayed undefeated, besides you know avoiding some fights, especially at welterweight, but besides that, is because he always came in shape. He always brought his best. You know what I mean? And that that's that's one thing that may you cannot take away from Mayweather. You always like you knew he came in in tip top shape, all right, and he was he was ready. You know, I think that's important. Um, I want to go ahead and uh, do some here. But before I do that, G Funky.
1: Anyway, moving on.
0: <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, shout out to everybody in Leaving the Ring Network uh, watching on Archive. If you're watching or listening, I'm sorry, on on uh, iTunes, make sure you, you know, give the show five stars. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, make sure you throw a jab at the like button. Okay, if you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube uh, or on archive, make sure you do that. Check it out. We were going to talk about this last week. We didn't get to it, so just really quick. Andy Ruiz, Chris Ariolo Rumors. Gee, Funky, how do you feel about that potential fight?
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but I thought Ariola was done, man. I mean, I thought that was what he said after he lost to... Um, who was that kid? Uh, uh, Kalonofsky, I think. Uh, I probably butchered his name. But, uh, I mean, that was an entertaining fight. We all know that Ariola, you know, he comes to fight and things like that. But he's just not who he used to be. Um, so that's just, to me, that's just a, a stay busy, uh, easy work for uh, Andy Ruiz. And, you know, we're going to see, man. I know I made a video yesterday where I said that Reynosa was – Overrated. Uh, for me, this this is really gonna tell me something about his training methods, how he does with uh, uh, Andy Ruiz, because we know Ruiz has had a history of, you know, not being disciplined, not training the way he should be. So this right here will tell us something, man. If he comes in in good shape and blasts Ariel out of there, if this fight even happens, um, then you know I'll start to shift my opinion a little bit. Um, but it's gonna have to be consistent, you know. It can't just be one fight. Um, but I think that's easy work for Ruiz, and um, I hope Ariola is getting paid for that one because I think he's gonna take a beating in that fight.
0: Oh. Tonteo, what are your thoughts on that fight if it were to happen?
2: Just like G Funky said, uh, Chris Ariola's he, he's he's done. He's been he's been he's been done for a while. Um, but uh, Andy Ruiz shows that he's athletic. Although he doesn't look athletic, he's very athletic and can get the work done in there. So he'll get rid of Chris Ariola and Chris Areola will never retire.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. I think it's it's a wrap for Chris Tobal Areola. I think that's it. You know what I mean? I would have liked to see him against Adam uh, Kawanaki. I, th- I always thought that would have been an action pack fight, you know, but for whatever reason, they never made that fight and now Kawanaki lost. You know what I mean? But Ariola, man, I don't know. I. I I get it's the whole like oh it's a Mexican versus a Mexican aspect behind it I guess you know what I mean but they're gonna do that how much are you gonna pay me and you fuck to go at that shit I'll get I'll get some money out of that you know what I mean shit you know what I mean but with that said guys great show you know any final thoughts on Tail Media and everybody where they can find you
2: you can follow me on Instagram from underscore Media you can follow me on Twitter from Tail underscore Media uh, you're on YouTube. I just put out a uh, tail of the tape uh, for Virgil Ortiz versus Sammy Vargas, um, and I'm glad we got the Charles back, uh, and I'm grateful for Top Rank for having their ESPN show when nobody else was putting out shows. Um, but but I'm glad that uh, that Showtime and Al Heyman are, are put that great schedule together. One thing to uh, to think about, and I know we're going to hit the flu season, and we're during we're 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 with COVID 19, is that they put cards back to back to back and just like Michaela Meyer tested positive and went home to Colorado and, you know, came back a month later, tested negative and then got, got was able to fight. So I'm glad that they have the next uh, five months covered and that if certain fighters or certain trainers test positive, they can uh, go home, rest up, get better. And then, and then uh, hopefully get back on a different card. So, so until medium.
0: There we go, man. Chief Funky, give us some final thoughts.
1: Man, this was a great show, man. Uh, Again, I want to say, you know, top rank. You know, I'm glad that they did what they had to do. I mean, at times it was rough, and at times it was good. Like I said, we got a few upsets. We got guys that came back and fought multiple times in the bubble. So, you know, I'm glad that they did something, at least for us boxing fans. You know, because... It was getting it was getting pretty bad, man. There's no other sports to watch. So, you know, I'm glad that they they, they gave us something. Um, real excited about the, um, the PBC pay-per-views and cards that are coming up. So, um, you know, we're going to get back into this thing, man. Full swing it looks like. <laughs> and I'm excited. Uh, Virgil Ortiz coming up Friday. Can't wait to see that one. Um, and I just, you know, hey, man, Oscar Valdez did his thing. I know you guys didn't like it. But, um, you know, I didn't think it was that bad. And I, th- I still think he's going to beat Burchell, just my opinion. Um, and I just want to thank everybody that came to support the, the the show tonight, all the super chats. Make sure you subscribe to everybody here. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me here on YouTube, uh, gfunk 84 boxing And that's it, man, for the one half of the cause of panic and the leader of the Wolf Pack. Thanks for watching.
0: Man. Let me <clears throat> say this. From HCP Hollywood, um, Bershelt's definitely going to do his thing. Beat Valdez with ease. It's not, it's not a tough fight to call, bro. I'm sorry. It's not. Like, it's not a tough fight to call. But, like, it, even, like, I'm going to be right. I'm, I don't even want credit for it. It's that easy of a fight to predict. But but with that said, at the end of the day, Chief funky you know, you'll get full credit if uh, Valdez wins. I'll be shocked. But with that said, you guys go back, man. Listen to the beginning of the show. This is D Style Boxing. What do we say to you, Funk?
1: Keep it boxing.
0: Keep it boxing. We're out.